practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. One of us smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn. Dave, come on. I'm Dave. Get it together. <laughs> See, I missed my cue already. Missed it already. Um, welcome to another show. We've got a full episode. We've got MTI running things, running things. Running things. A little, little hectic on the beginning there, though. I don't know. It was kind of crazy. What's yeah, going on there? I had it. Alien encounter something. Mm-hmm. It was, um, yep. <clears throat> we've got a full show. Like I said, we've got... Uh, well, we were going to have Julian Martinez from uh, Kaicha Labs, but apparently he's got something going on. So we're going to have Cynthia calling in in a little bit uh, mm-hmm. to start the show off. We have um, now we're going to go. We're going right into. We're going to go Lemon Hoko after that, and then we're going into Gas Reaper. Yep. So like I said, full and a lot of breeders. Huh? See, we brought back. We come in one time with, with celebrities, and then we switch it back up. We're killing it. <laughs> Celebrities then switch it back to breeders, which is yeah. what made the show. Yeah, what everybody wants. They all want breeders. Everybody loves the breeders. They shows. all love the breeders. Um, but yes, yeah, yeah, so, I so, think it was because he, the, all you know, we were in the studio for the year before COVID because they always used to make fun of me because like, oh, it's a breeder show. Watch Dave just stare into space and not know what the hell is going on. That is true. And uh, I think they like that, so yeah. I want to give them what they want. Right. More, so, more, wait, let me practice. Ready? More, How's this? More of Dave staring off into space. That's what we need. Ah. That's what they're all asking for. Oh, wow. <laughs> he did it real good. Is that a good one? Yeah. What's that? He did it real good. Oh, oh that's it right there. Perfect. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got it. Um, Nailed it. Nailed it. Exactly. So, like I said, last week was a great show. I, you know, the crazy I've part? Gotten... I have not given away that joint yet. I tried to, like, I was, oh, really? on the way home, it was shitty weather, so there was nobody out. On the way here, no homeless people. I was like, where the fuck is everybody? Every, I even went by the went by the fucking homeless center, and there was nobody there. I was like, they're gone, dude. They, they, oh, they, 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 they've evaporated them, I think. Maybe they're the first ones getting the, getting the shots. I don't know. Boom. Get them out. Crazy. Okay. Crazy days. So, yeah. what's, so, so what's going on, Dave? What are you doing? No, no, I, I, you know, we got a lot bagels. of little notes and comments on the Tommy Chong show. That was a, yeah, that was a, that was a stellar, stellar show. It was, it was very show. much enjoyed it. No, it was really good. It was a lot of fun. It he was. enjoyed it. He wrote, he wrote me a note afterwards, letting us know how much he enjoyed being on the show. You know, that's I think a, his words that's an were, accomplishment right like, there. That's an accomplishment right there. Most of the time, people don't ever contact us after the show and tell us how awesome it was. Never. No, he said he his words were. It felt like I was talking to two old friends. Mm-hmm. So uh, that gave me a little warm fuzzy, and I got a little, little choked up a little bit there. No, it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. And listen, working hard on uh, gathering uh, a stellar lineup of like 40 guest sit-ins for the New Year's Eve show. 
for the uh, oh yeah everybody the the twelve hour twelve hour spectacular. It's, it's funny because every time I say it, people freak out. I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's like you're up, you're up anyway, right? It's not like you sleep after. You're up anyway. Usually after the show, I'm just. They find me sort of just crashed someplace in the corner of the house, you know, exhausted and mentally drained. Well, look how much you smoke. Whole trip. I had some friends commenting on how much you smoked, and they're like, if I smoked as much as that guy on the show, I'd fucking. <laughs> I'll have to pace myself then on over the twelve hours, but you know, <laughs> l- luckily, no, we have it'll be it, like. Well, well, the good thing about the twelve hours is it isn't going to be just me jibber jabbering for twelve hours straight. Thank God. Yeah, Whew, that would be rough. Oh yeah, I'll be doing a little bit here and there. I'll be jumping in and out, but I mean, for the most part, we're going to try to keep it as entertaining as possible. And uh, we got people from all over the world participating, which is fun. And what I realized, like before, and it's it's great because now I'm seeing like a lot of people who are doing their own little house parties and their own little things. And I'm like, this is going to be so great. We just have to tap into all these other people's things and see what the fuck's going on in the world. So it almost... You want me to read some of the names? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The book of what? No, no names yet. We're just so excited to read that. And you just... No, I just... You know what I was excited about? We have... No, because the thing is, if you you name them, they will not show up, I guarantee you. That's how it all works (laughs) out. So so don't even name anybody yet. We will announce as it comes out, but I know the minute you start to get too excited... The, the first people you announce, I'll break it. They don't show up. They don't. They it's up. like Alex P. Keaton from Family Ties, right? He said, "Never love your life out loud. If you love it out loud, it'll break." Well, something along those lines. Never, never announce it before the the, the, the ink's dried. You know, and none of this has been mm. confirmed in any way, shape, or form. Besides, people saying they're down. So, well, I know one person coming on, which is Ed Rosenthal, because where else is he fucking going to be on New Year's Eve? And and so, and Tommy's going to come back. He said, right? So that means yep, that's already he we, did we say can that. announce that if you missed Tommy. We have to show. give him his slot, though. I have to send it over to his guy, and Just we have on. to get it reserved. Hold your horses. Okay. You already screwed the last show up by having him on first. So just hold your horses. <laughs> uh, you, you ruined oh, you ruined Mark, no Tommy. Wah, wah, wah. No, you ruined you ruined our, our, our other Tommy. You ruined fish shit, Tommy. He was he was like, what? Exactly. So Yeah, he hates hold me. Hold off on scheduling and that kind okay. of stuff. Okay. Um, cool. And then so what so so what's going on with Sofa Bab on New Year's? Yeah, I don't obviously know. Obviously, you're with us, so there's not really those guys. You guys didn't plan anything. I figured that would have been the perfect opportunity for you guys to. Oh, they wanted to do it earlier in the day if they could, but whatever, because they're fucking lamers. Who's gonna do it early in the day yeah, on New Year's? You can't do. I that. don't know. It has to be midnight. Yeah, it's okay. Yep, we'll figure it out. We just tell we, us when to put us on. No, but you should get the rest in. of those guys together so we can have them as a segment during the show. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, there we go. Sofa yeah. Bab. I think they'll just happen through Zoom. Yeah. I think it will happen through Maybe Zoom. Maybe we'll have one of them come in or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nah. Get Polly all. Sure. That'll be the one guy from <laughs> <Yeah>. the studio. <laughs> oh, and, and, and also, entry. Okay. So we are. So, so the 5280 challenge, which is now kind of, I don't even know what the number is going to be because there's going to be way more milligrams than that involved because we're going to have. People spread out again across the globe, participating, and you guys can participate too. Yeah, just like any drinking game. If we have to eat it, why don't you? Why don't you just join a, join in? It's like you got nothing else to do anyway. It's fucking. I was told they eat. play a smoking game. Anytime I touch my head like this, they all smoke a bowl. Wow. So I've gotten like they've been so, stone people that can't can't even walk after the show. 
I do that so often. But see, top floor genetics was saying that the other Tommy was gutted, and then I just think how funny that is because the, the fish shit. <laughs> 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 Fucking gutted, mate. Uh, so who said who said the best line? I I wasn't paying attention on the chat when when he said it. But James Bean said that, uh, he said, why does it always sound like James is calling from 1988 every time he's on the show? Was that Rosendogs who said that? It was hilarious. We'll have to go back into the archives and figure that out. Figure that yeah, out. Yeah, um, totally but anyway, hilarious. so that show, um, we're looking forward to that. But actually next week, let's just announce that now because that's going to be interesting too. So tell us, tell us, Dave, what do you, what do you envision for next week? How is this going to work out? It is the Unboxing Done Adam Dunn show. No, so um, I reached out. So uneloquent the way you put that. Not unboxing done. What, what no, the fuck? I told you it was a hot boxing. It's hot boxing unboxing day. Hot box. <sighs> Doesn't that sound so much better? Yeah. Yeah. Now you want to. Now What's you want to come. Yeah, the other one, you just sounded like I was changing. What was that other one? I was like, it was like suddenly like changing my socks or something. Adam, Adam Dunn, Dunn changing his socks. Come on in. You're changing <laughs> your socks on the air. No, that's about as exciting as it sounded. You were like making it really boring. You can win a pair of Adam's used underwear. See, that didn't sound good either. Dave, <laughs> your delivery. Yeah, but a lot of people want to bid on it. No, no. Scary people. Um, but yeah, if you guys want it to join. It is the hot boxing yes. unboxing what, Adam and Dunn And what are we edition. unboxing? What are we unboxing? Tell us. We so can... we are at, well, what's the point of saying that out loud, man? We're giving what? it away. Oh, well, not. Don't you have to. You don't have to tell us the brand. How about just tell us things we're going to like, so we like we, we are going to have yeah. three, um, I won't even say what editions they are, but three electronic very high end electronic dab rigs Ooh, and... sent to the show. Yeah. Um, and some other stuff. We have Boxes. a box coming from um, Matt in Luxembourg. We have a box coming from Rosin Dogs. We have a big box coming from Jerome Baker Glass, Jason Harris Designs, and nice. we even have something from our sponsor, Chris Hub Hubbard, Hubbard coming in. I know it's going to be great from Hubbard Glass. So that's the day. So, so that is on Boxing Day, which is the day after Christmas, because Christmas Day falls on a show day, of course. And Mark's busy. And Mark fucked it all up, <laughs> as usual. As usual. Of course. Yeah. So we had to go the European way of uh, of unboxing day. And, and I was really confused about boxing day when I, I always used to be like thinking of boxing. I was like, what are like, people box or what's going on? Nothing to do with anything. We actually, oh, I forgot too. We have the Hamilton devices too. See? The, uh, what was it? Like those vape things, concentrate. Bubbler, I think Illuminar is, is going to be dropping off a big box to me, I think, too. So. Oh, sweet. I might have that. Video sweet. evidence of the unboxing, the unveiling. Cool. But uh, we'll have lots of giveaways and stuff across that show and across our New Year show. We're going to be prepping you, for the, prepping you for the New Year show, which is going to be all crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Giveaways on top of giveaways. Boom. Lots of stuff. So you can spin the wheel of done. Is that another name? No, it was the, it was the <laughs> wheels of deals, bro. Wheels of deals. It's the wheel of done. No, the wheels of deals. All right, done deal. The wheels of the done deals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can win seeds, and uh, you know the you know what the grand prize is, guys. We have two grand prizes this year. the The first is lunch with Mark at In and Out Burger. That's a good one. It's going to require a minimum donation to a charity on the list of fifteen hundred dollars. 
Wow. Um, wow. And then it's dinner with Adam. We just lost no, half our people. They're like, all yeah. right, these guys are way out of, out of line. <laughs> Click. You can fly Adam out to. We're going, uh, we're going, know, we're going back to the future cannabis project. If you suck or not. We're going back to the future cannabis project for those guys just talking about <laughs> weed. Not like you guys. All right. over the fucking place. Let's let's talk about weed. Let's get the let's get the weed talk going. Um, we'll start off with testing, right? Right. Uh, which is now becoming one of the most important parts of of your. Well, depends on what your what your ultimate goal is, but in general, if you're breeding, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to actually uh, not only use your your faculties that you have in hand, but also that a lab can just leapfrog your uh, your evolution of your strains which is awesome and also when it comes to um you know looking at because there's so much right now the the gene pool is so completely sat you know muddled and saturated and to the point where if it isn't related it'd be almost a miracle half the time because there's so much inner inner, (laughs) interbreeding going on so it is good to know what is compatible incompatible especially you know it's just like it makes it makes your life a lot easier and on top of that you know it's just, just to be compliant it's your you have to deal with labs on a regular and uh it's interesting because like microbials and things like that obviously are super important potency is important too but that's the one that gets that's the one everyone focuses on right that's like oh my god what's the thc what's the thc man but really it's like way more interesting as a breeder or as a grower to, to get your terpene profiles and uh and also from a breeder's point of view to get your, uh, your genetic markers in straight and you get things like that to where you can actually, you, you know what you're uh, working with. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk with don't Cynthia. You think, What's that? Don't you think it's eventually going to become like the way you buy booze, how all booze is 80 proof, and it's the different flavor profiles of the different boozes you buy that determine the difference. And so everyone's going to get to 30%. That's what it's going to stick at. And then it's going to be the differentiation of what cannabinoids and what terpenes are present. And yeah, I don't that's think where the breeders shine. I don't think they're going to standardize it. Hopefully not like <clears throat> that because it's not as easy as with alcohol where you can just, you know, you can adjust your your alcohol levels quite easily. Whereas with cannabis, it's kind of related on strain specific. When you do extracts, of course, then you can kind of start to play with the, getting it into an exact zone um and uh but it's but i again like really the the major part of the actual sort of uh synergistic effects and the the plants working in the the sort of magic zone is like low like 14 to 18 percent in that kind of zone those were all the real things because you're not too much on one end of the other so anyway Anyway. Anyway. Let's get on with it. Let's have, uh, let's just, uh, she's got the uh, thing already, right? Yep. She has the link. She's okay. going to call in. Okay. Uh, Cynthia, Cynthia from like two uh, minutes. So. Oh, okay, cool. Perfect. Perfect. So what was the first lab you really remember from back in, you know, uh, in the beginning of this that she, really okay. made impression where you were like, that guy knows his shit well, and the, well, he's the funny not part somebody's is, fucking shill. The funny part was is that the was it TC Labs, right? Was out here? Was that the one that was for a while? I think it was TC. There was, and there was the other one that was, uh, well, the whole problem with the labs, in my opinion, is that the people who are passionate about it, um, it like, it, they, they get kind of fucked because it's like you're, you're just sitting there with like constant samples coming in your way. It's very hard to be professional about that if you're a real weed person. Like, you know, so the people tended to be 
like it became too much of a bro thing almost. Whereas, and then you had the labs that were real lab orientated and didn't give a shit about what you were bringing to them. Um, and you know, you'd get like such varying quality, like you'd have, you could bring it to three different labs and you'd never get the same fucking well, answer. That's what you did. You always brought it to three different labs and then you took whoever gave you the highest <laughs> score. And that's how, that's the one you told everybody about. You know, I, I always thought, Hello? If you, Hey, how you doing? Hi, this is Cynthia Brewer. I'm actually, um, I'm going to fill in for Julian. Yeah, we, we got it. No, it's no problem. And we'll have Julian You're come back on. on the Adam Dunn show, Cynthia. We'll have him come on I'm in really a future time. I'm really excited to be here. Cool. Welcome. We're excited to have you. Do you so, have access to video or are we just going to hear your voice? Um, well, I wasn't sure because I, I tried to do the Zoom link and it wouldn't load. Oh, uh, so you're calling in on the regular? We could resend it if you want. Um, it's up to you. Well, I'm on my phone. Does okay. I have? I mean, I have Zoom on my phone for meetings all the time. It's a little crackly. We might want to have you hang up and call back just to see if the audio changes because it's kind of crackly. If you could, it would be good. Okay, it's, yeah. It's definitely a good. Crack. Try the I'll Zoom right link. Now. All right, awesome. Thanks. Okay, I'll try. Okay. So for me, it was Ian Berenger at RM3 Laboratories. No, I still hear that glitch. No, it stopped right there. It's not. Um, it was it was Ian Berenger at RM3 Laboratories used to walk around with that big case of his, and he's you know he is the shit. He, when you wanted test results, he gave you straight up, you know, good quality test results, and he's still in the Spectrum, game right now. Spectrum so. Labs wasn't that the Spectrum Labs? They were they were pretty big here. That was one, and they were and they were the ones that I liked a lot when I first came. So they're the first people I met, literally, 2009. And they were super cool, and they loved weed, and that's where I and then that was their downfall <laughs> because they ended up having all sorts of issues <laughs> because they were just in the back slanging pounds and things, and you know it was just the, it was the, it was two thousand nine, it was the wild west, so they were right. uh, they were too into weed. That was their problem, and they ended up getting shut down because of some sort of insider things, and you know you know the game. I'm almost embarrassed to say I don't. What was what was her? Um, she started the a really big lab here. They were going to oh, go public. Um, yeah, had a partner that yeah, no, totally I, was I a douche. And I'm trying to remember myself. And I think we blocked it all out of our and brains. She was like the she. <clears throat> she was the the pioneer of the lab space. Yeah, you know, she saw it uh, before everyone. I'm going to remember soon, and I'm embarrassed. I can't remember it right now. And she's a wild. She's a wild smacked. card. And she's a wild card too. She's one of those. Like, yeah. yeah, definitely uh, blocked it out. <laughs> but I think testing has always been one of those ones where it's like, uh, you know, oh, there we go. Uh-huh. There we go. Will you turn your phone, the other orientation, Cynthia, if you can hear me. Okay. I can just not hear you. Yes. Perfect. Turn your phone, turn your phone 90 <laughs> degrees. I gotta see where I can prop you guys yes. up. There, there we, we go. go. Perfect. Excellent um, drapes this, there. Um, I'm actually not at my own house. That's why. Um, let's see if I can get some better. Adam has the same drapes in his farm. Oh, yeah? Is this going to be live on the... You are live, live right now. Live right now so on the li- Everyone knows that you got very nice nails. <laughs> they're, they're, they're yes. Like, like hushed. Usually we're, we're, we used to, we're, we're used to growers. We're used to growers with dirty, dirty uh, dirt under their nails, you know. So it's it's a lot nicer to see fr- French manicured, well, <laughs> properly done. You know? Be able to participate. Maybe this will be. 
slightly different, <laughs> but we're just going to wing it, right? That's not, hey, you're, you're, you're speaking our language. Just go. wing it is like the Adam Dunn show mantra. That's our mantra. Right Pretty there. much, if you don't know how to just wing yeah. it, you don't, you don't oh. fit in well here, so we, you're going to do just fine. <laughs> So and you have a James Bean connection ever, too. Um, like listen to a couple. A James Bean connection. The connection's a little choppy. I do. That's okay. You're fine. Ooh. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Are we'll, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll tell you, you if it gets real bad. We'll tell you if it gets real bad. So you're okay. you're in Florida. You're based in Florida. I am. Yes. And, that, and that's the headquarters of that's, that, I that's operate out of um so we have our headquarters in the headquarters are in Davie, Florida, and then I am You may want to turn off her video. Yeah, you might just have to turn off your video, Cynthia. If you do, if you is it do, bad? yeah, it's it kind of it's dropping out. Sometimes when you do that, then the audio is is clearer, and then we can. Okay, we'll try it with just audio. Yep, yeah, much better. Yeah, it's better. It's better. So yeah, just put my headshot up as like my photo, and then that. people can. There you go. <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll be like you're here and frozen. And you're frozen in the middle of us here. Yeah. So, so uh, a very fun guest. <laughs> so so uh, how long is the how long has this company been in, in, in Florida for? Because you guys started there. Is that the first one, and then moved out, or did you guys? Yeah. So actually, um, in 2017, when James and Chris, um, when I met James and Chris, who is our president and CEO, um, they pretty much asked if I would be interested in helping them build their empire and, and open their first lab in Davie. So I jumped at the chance and the opportunity to do that. And that was in um, summer of 2017. And in the past couple of years, we have just gone leaps and bounds and right. yeah it's been so much fun yeah because i saw you guys are in, in colorado kentucky uh, so all those yeah. places are 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 like full-fledged sort of offices or they're just places that you guys are doing like uh work out of with other, with well, other people's so labs what we're what we try to do is we want to go into markets where we can you know do the do the most good um so there are certain markets that need laboratories to be there and so we will either create an arrangement with an operational laboratory or what we're trying to do now is have full control over our network of laboratories and it's better that way because we implement every market that we go into exactly the same so we're going to require things that maybe the state doesn't require like an iso accreditation we're going to make sure that we hire the best and the brightest employ the the state-of-the-art instruments that make and keep our reputation sound and and uh because i think that what happened in colorado the market kind of like like at first it was everybody thought that the labs were going to kill you know like oh my god the labs are going to be the guys who make all the money and then i just watched right. kind of like one after another they kind of fell off um and it seemed to be uh pretty competitive and, and hard to to actually stay relevant and also because everybody's so critical right i mean it's like if the lab tells, oh, yeah. if the lab tells you something that you don't want to hear it's the lab's fault right <laughs> of, of course, course. Like, you guys don't know <laughs> shit because, i know this. you know at the at the end of the day laboratory testing isn't sexy right it's not it's not um something where you know 
uh, people are just jonesing to get into this industry and they're just, it, it's, it's so wonderful and so glamorous. It's not, we're the ones that have to give the bad news. You know, we get to give good news too, but nobody gives a crap about that. It's the, it's when we have to give the unfavorable news that you either failed, get failed blamed it. for it because right. of course we get kicks out of contaminating someone's medicine. It's just not realistic. Yeah. We, we would never do that, you know, but of course blaming the lab is, is easier because, um, you know, uh, you gave your medicine to someone, you handed it over for them to judge and vet you. Yeah. And if it's not good, they're not happy. Sure. And, and I mean, there's, you know, I, I've had it though with labs and myself where I've, I've handed in samples and, you know, did the classic where you, you hand in three of the same and you label it three different and then they come back with three different results and you're like, wait a minute, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Oh, and, so you did like a trial, oh, like a little yeah. Betty. You, 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 you I love it. shop to the lab. The red herring. I we, love I would, it. I would always throw a red herring into any kind of like, because I mean, if you have a chance, it's a way for you to figure out if they're on point or if they're yeah. like, you know, just Actually, throwing numbers at you. You know. That's a, an incredible. That's probably the first time I've heard. Well, yeah, someone say that they they have intentionally done that. That is something that I actually I love it when our MMTCs here in Florida. But I've had it many um, times. It to us, ninety percent of the time, or more, even probably ninety five percent of the time, it comes back and you can really see that. Oh, hey, look, they were right on. You know, right within a point or two of each but, other. But for the, there's been other a few times where I've been like, hmm. That's weird because these are all over the fucking place. You know what I mean? And, and the other side of the coin is like, even if the potency was on point, you know, and you, you sent three samples and you intentionally put something in one of them, it is an integrity piece to see if the labs are comfortable enough with themselves to actually say, hey, there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. Because that's one of the biggest problems in our industry is being afraid to be honest about what we see because the repercussions that we will face if they don't like what we see. And that right. has we been very We just found myobutanol, Eagle 20s on there, and you got to be able to tell them. You yeah, tell them. If, you, if you're afraid to tell somebody, we've had people send us medicine that was just bottom of the barrel. It was about to be destroyed and destruct, incinerated, an effigy kind of thing. And You mean, you mean they, shipped to New York, right? <laughs> Isn't that was, what that means? Destroyed under camera means not, shipped to New York. It was intentionally going to be destroyed because they knew it was just dirty, dirty stuff. And mm. they wanted to see how we would react if if they gave us something like that. Are we going to be afraid to tell them bad news? Or are we going to be honest and open? And we were honest and open and we earned their business. So, um, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Mm. But we try and... Um, oh, we, we always do keep the integrity piece the main focus of our business. Good to know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> right? Oh, look at that. Amateur. Adam breaking the rules. Amateur. Chat gang, Amateur. you just saw it here. Amateur. You saw it here first. What yeah. happens to him when he does that? No, yeah, I have nothing. nothing. He's the nothing. boss. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just breaking the rules. Part of the deal, right? Um, so I saw one thing that was interesting on your on the was that you guys are doing like um, uh, potent like uh, uh, shelf shelf life stability and things like that, which I think is really interesting because no one's I've never seen that before. Is that a new a new feature or have you been doing that for a while? Well, and what um, do you test for in shelf life stability? Is it mold okay. presence and? Yeah, actually, keep going. You you got this. You don't even need me as a guest. You 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 got this. Well, if I had to guess, I would say it would be the early presence of like young mold spores, and then you just uh -huh. run some type of calculation that says this is going to last 
and, you know, and I would two assume weeks, moist- and by then you're you're ninety eight percent pee and your moisture okay, content. Okay, so and you're your- on the right track. You were. Um, what we do is we will. Um, uh, First, shelf life instability. What is the point of it, right? Um, It is to prove that your product that you have manufactured in either CBD world or or cannabis world um, is going to maintain uh, safety throughout a certain amount of length of time so that you can prove legitimacy of your product, your potency, and like you said, any microbiological contamination that could form over time. It's also, I mean, the potency piece is really big because if let's say it was an edible, they would submit products for shelf life instability. It's an expensive test and it takes a long time. Accelerated and and real time could take upwards of a year to complete. And all we're doing is putting it in this Norlake scientific uh, stability chamber and letting it get dirty and nasty by keeping the variables the same and then pulling it randomly to see if the potency drops and it um, degradates or if micro forms. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, we test it for a full panel again. And I mean, that's how you determine the stability for the, you know, like an expiration date per per se, a best buy date, um, but also potency. When, when it, when is this, this tincture going to be, um, down to like a hundred milligrams when you're claiming it's a thousand, right? Right. So right on. It's important to have, but not a lot of people take advantage of it. I'd be curious to see also about like nitrogen packed cannabis compared to none, because that's always one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a lot of people went that direction, but I never thought the weed was very good after like, it always kind of didn't enhance it in any way, shape, or form. It was always like, well, that's made a cool sound when you opened it up, but it didn't make the weed any better. You know what I mean? I definitely... Right. So I, I kind of feel like that's but more wait, of a hype. When you say that, though, it's the when you open it up, I think. So th- this was one test I was part... I, I got to be part of. So Evan at 14er has put a can away from probably almost every single harvest that's ever come out. Mm-hmm. And we went into his backyard prior to COVID and smoked a can that had been, you know, packaged over a year ago. And with the exception of it just being dry, it tasted fantastic. Mm. I didn't, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I suppose that we'd have to test more hint, hint, Evan, um, just to, just to (laughs) see how the flavor is, but it, it wasn't noticeable. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't have said at the time, Oh, this stuff's the year old. So, I'd be interested well, in seeing that efficacy test done. I think you that never should grow weed. That brings up an interesting point. Uh, how long do you let cannabis sit, personally? Five minutes. Okay, see? <laughs> so five, he's lucky to get five minutes out of that that uh, that purchase. So, um, Adam, what about you? How long can you? How long realistically would you let um, a purchase that you made? Don't say purchase to him. I would never purchase oh, weed. No, yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. it just would happen to fall okay, from the we'll sky. No, here, but, like- but, but you're exactly right. I mean, it's pretty much like, especially. Uh, that's what I was just saying earlier. You can should not sit around for a year. Like, what's the point of having that? Like, you're doing, right. you're doing really bad sales if the weed is sitting around <laughs> for a year before it actually gets into and the customer's hands. Because if it's good, right, you're gonna want you're gonna want to use it. You're going to want to smoke it. You're going to want to ingest it, whatever it is. Why would you do it once and then just put it on the shelf unless it wasn't very good the first time? And then degradation at that point is kind of pointless because you're not going back for more. Unless you just stockpile. Maybe you 
Maybe you do. Well, what happens? Yes, with, you do. I can see it on your face. You what, do. What usually, <laughs> what usually happens with me is I have like a sort of a radar of the best weed in the room. You know what I mean? Like I know exactly where the best weed is, and there's all this other weed you got to get through to get to that weed. And then you're like, oh, this is what I want to smoke. And then the rest of it, you're just like, eh, it's already missed. It's missed the boat at that point. And then that just gets given to, to homeless people and whatever as we move around. Right, right. I go like, here you go. But it's, it is like that. It's a so. stocking stuffer. Yeah. It, that, yeah, that works. Well, it's yeah, I, intersections are my favorite place to, like, I'll just pull up. There'll be like three homeless guys there who make their day. Bang, you know. Wow. Makes you're, like a, you're like a Santa Claus. Oh, you should see the joint he's been trying to give away. Oh, is it one? Of, okay, so I actually just bought some cones recently, um, and they have uh, a variety pack, you know, and it's meant for the stocking, which is fantastic. They have the huge and ones. And it's got one that's called the Emperor. Is it the Emperor or the Supreme? The thing is huge. <laughs> It's, I mean, a it's, true stocking it's substantial. A, a, a true stocking stuffer. Um, well, yeah, we've seen one or two of those on the show. How, how expensive are those, by the way? I, I'm just curious. No idea. Well, if you rolled the joint that Adam rolled uh, a week ago, it was 40 grams. Oh, and, wow. Uh, so, you Pretty know, in New, York, in New York City, it's worth $9,000. <laughs> um, here in Colorado... You know, depending on the grow, a couple hundred bucks. Well, yeah, I just wasn't sure um, if it's a marketable product in adult use markets because obviously here in Florida, where we are a medical market, it could never happen. Well, yeah, you'll be recreational it'll be, soon. It'll be coming around the corner, that's for sure. Um, you think so? <laughs> how so? Uh, Right, like right now, I guess the market in Florida is definitely, uh, you know, maturing. I guess it's kind of getting to that because I mean, when it first opened up, really it was so limited with the five licenses, and it was just all complicated. No flower, five um, families. You know, it was so restrictive that it didn't. Oh, it, didn't it didn't sound fun. <laughs> but I, but now you guys are opening up uh, a lot more, right? I mean, you guys are doing so flowers now available for direct to you know to customers, right? right? And. Um, how many? How many? Uh, so, how many different dispensaries are you uh, or uh, growers are you guys actually testing for down there now? In, in Florida. Well, okay. So, in Florida, in the market as a whole, there are 22 MMTCs that are licensed to cultivate cannabis for the medical market. Um, at one time, we've tested for all of them. You know, um, we've had the the unique opportunity of seeing everybody's medicine in the state, but. People will come and go, and sometimes they come back, and sometimes they don't. Um, that's that's the part that's difficult because we only have 22 opportunities at business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have five opportunities at labs, and if they don't like what you what you put on that COA, then they could just go to a different place. <laughs> and are you noticing? Unfortunately, are you seeing other labs take? Are you seeing other labs take advantage of that? Like- I think that people are. In this market, um, you are you are asking people to to grow a your billion dollar company, million dollar company, multi million dollar companies that are operating in the state. You don't have the luxury of delay, and you have a lot of pressure of competition, mm-hmm. board of directors, um, people pushing and pushing to get flower out and and be the best and and be ranked at the top and all this stuff. Uh, sometimes 
we get told it's just business and that is sickening to me because to us i know i know thank you and um it's frustrating because if if competition is what everyone's concerned about then why i mean why even waste your money testing at that point because you're going to do whatever is best for the company not what's best for the patient and we are be shouldn't there be just complete transparency then that the moment well, somebody well, brings you a test sample and you run a, a, a report on it, that's public information. It goes right up on your why, website. Why would, why would you say that it should be transparent? Why do you think the test results of your medicine should be available to the patients utilizing it? Well, they should be. Because it sounds like a really Because good it thing. makes sense, right? <laughs> and we're in Florida. I'm sorry, but in Florida, everything is uh, backwards and upside down. If it makes sense... It's not going to happen, but I'm with you. I think full transparency is the way to go. You wouldn't want to medicate a loved one who is sick or or ill or yourself um, and well, not know what's in it. I was actually thinking something a little bit different. Like you wouldn't want a lab, you, you know, you wouldn't want grower A who brings the, a sample to you and you go, it's contaminated. There's mildew on this. There's mold. Someone's going to get hurt if they smoke it. So they bury your report they find a way to do some remediation on a test sample. They send it to a different lab. They get it to pass, and then they put it on the shelves. Well, the checks and balances part is definitely flawed in our market. Um, I think that unlike other markets that have come before us and even after us, we messed up by not having a, a seed-to-sell tracking software that was implemented at the beginning so you know about the five families and you know that there the rest of the licenses that were awarded were actually through litigation they weren't actually awarded through the doh Mm. so you've got all of these companies that then all these nurseries that sold to large companies and no uniform seed to sale tracking you have no way of knowing what's really happening at these locations and now that the market is three years old and we just got licensed as a lab it's like, it's like you're trying kind to of make cart before the horse situation almost. Yeah, exactly. Now you know where all the black market cannabis has been grown. It's grown in Florida. I, I have no comment to that, and uh, neither nor does Kaicha Labs. Uh, that's our disclaimer. <laughs> we do not. Yeah, well, of course you wouldn't have anything to do with that. But if there's no seed to sell tracking, then you mean you're leaving it up to the good graces of the every garden manager out there that nothing's well, going to. Can't on. you trust them? What do you mean? Are you saying you can't trust these companies? <laughs> Listen. I meant, yeah. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> Here's the thing. We want, we want to believe that, that we held, we've held out for three years to get regulations in place because, you know, doing the right thing has always been our business model. And we do give a, a damn. That We still have our give a damn intact. And we still care about patients. Wasn't that Google, wasn't that Google back in the day? Just do good or something? Uh, do no evil. Oh, do no that, evil, Exactly. Yeah. Oh, That's the that. thing is <laughs> just well. be, be better. Be better about things and be good and just keep the focus. But the thing is, is, is how do you know about how much a, a crop yields in Florida? You know? What do you mean? You um, put a camera on it. You put a fence around it. No, you're. if you were regulating the industry without a seed-to-sale tracking software, how would no. you know? As well, a regulator, I'd ask Adam. 
Uh, if, okay, if Adam yeah, was whatever. a cultivation manager, it's <laughs> 10 pounds per every square foot. Well, all you know is yes, that on, exactly. one day, on one day it was looking really good, and then the next day, eh, not so good. I don't yeah, know. We didn't, lost our, yield, our yield wasn't so uh, good this it, time. I don't it know what happened. Kind of fucked up <laughs> again. I keep fucking up. I don't it's know. Crazy. What are all these tire tracks? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is we want to believe, I really do want, and maybe it's naive, but I want to believe that everybody is out there doing the right thing. But since we've been in this market for so long, we we know there's flaws and we, we try to be active in, in helping, um, you know, the OMMU uh, facilitate rules that are going to um, be band-aids on broken arms. Because until we have seed to sale tracking, that is an injury that will always um, cause this market to be flawed and we can't fix it with new rules for remediation or retesting. We have to get tracking that's what we wanted to we ask have to, we, we, that has to be that was one of the things we wanted to ask you about so you guys do remediation also or are you just doing testing or we you, don't you don't we don't do remediation but um we know that with the regulations when they were released they were very strict on if you fail destroy destruct incinerate send a, a video of doing it almost sadistic video of and i know right incinerating your own medicine it's and then we're gonna says, log it and catalog it and we know i'm it's destroyed. i'm incinerating I remember. 10 tons of cannabis and it's a guy yes. sitting there with one milk crate sets the one milk crate on fire and, and goes okay i did all the 10 tons <laughs> but i haven't i've seen some yep, some stuff done. done i've seen some stuff done here before where it was like it was sickening because it was like barrels of resin and you're just like oh it was disgusting it was like watching well, you know and then they put mix some cat litter in there and it was just like but the technology that Cynthia is oh. saying is that you can just remediate that and That's remove what whatever was shitty well, from it turn it into oil so before old regulations was um, mostly fear based They're, they they were afraid that if a failure happened um, and somebody tried to treat or remediate that it would still be a fail and still be dangerous. But the thing is, is if you've got, um, okay, if you extract a product from flour and you use ethanol extraction and there's some left over on your derivative, mm -hmm. you can purge that off True. below the action level and that's still a safe product. It just meant that you didn't purge long enough. The remediation part is allow these cultivators and these um, experts in this industry to do the things that they know how to do to make it a viable product. Whoa, but not whoa, 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 whoa. You mean it's listen to scientists? Well, not everybody's a scientist. I think some of the most talented people in our industry are people that have never um, gone to uh, college for growing. They actually grew in a darker illicit market, mm -hmm. but they know the plant. And that's what's most important, right? Mm -hmm. Is knowing the behavior of the plant, knowing um, how to get rid of powdery mildew. Um, how to, uh, you know, remediate um, mold and um, any type of micro issue because it's Florida, right? It's a subtropical climate. The air is thick. It is M-word. It is damp. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, you guys must have a lot of you must have a lot of failed microbials there. I would imagine. Right, but you can fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Have you seen that done in Colorado? Oh yeah, I mean the thing is uh, here. There's a lot of remediation on, on the hemp products and stuff like that, mostly on hemp just because it's a scale. And that's like one of those, you know, it's very important that you're within a certain, uh, you have to be within a certain uh, framework and uh, numbers. Whereas with cannabis remediation, what I've noticed here, they're just like, 
Yeah, just like wait and test it again. <laughs> see if it's like, right. just see if right. it like, like just, just give naturally. It time. It's like rip. There you go. Now it's good. You know I'm like really. So now it's six months later and it's good. Now it's like no. It's you, it's just acceptable. It's actually true though. What you're saying is you're you're letting nature be nature. Okay, and if if a plant that is going through the life cycle mm-hmm. is is harvested and then decaying. And as it dries and cures, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say you dried for 12 days and you cured, you dried and cured for 12 days and then you wanted to rush to market and you cut that time in half. It is very possible that you could have a hit for micro that would be present, active, and then over time yep. die sure. off or dormant. And you could go from a fail to a pass and it's still a viable product. Yeah. But um, it does make it a little bit more difficult to legitimize those types of products um, after you have an initial fail. But it, the it, state it, now allows and it depends, it. and it depends too. Like there's there's both sides of it. Like I mean, I'm glad that they're testing. For, obviously, for microbials is one of the ones you really want them to test for, especially when it's medical, which they don't do here, which is stupid. Like Colorado had this whole thing where you didn't test for medical, but you tested for rec. Because of, because, so right. because of because li- of because of liability, just because of liability, right? It's like we don't want to be liable for the public, but a bunch of medical patients—they're almost dead anyway. So who gives a fuck? Right? We'll just rack it. <laughs> that was that was the attitude, you know. And uh, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, like for me uh, as a smoker, for many years before it was legalized and recreational, or there was any kind of medical or recreational program. That we've smoked so much bullshit over the years and it's been so like, you know, it would never pass any of the tests nowadays, especially when it comes to, you know, like back when people thought Avid was good. Like, yeah, of course, I use it every miracle time. Grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was a, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe not the miracle they sh- Most people were past miracle Grow, but there was a lot of people that were growing with just like General Hydro and Avid. That was like their whole entire program. There was nothing else added to the entire program. It'd be like, spray, <laughs> spray Avid in the first week, and then just give them the GH the entire cycle. And that's pretty much was a lot of people's things. But, uh, you know. We smoked out of tinfoil. How much worse does it get? Oh, my gosh. You put tinfoil in an apple. <laughs> or cans. So you're getting cans. more pesticides on the, or get, on the, the apple. organic apple. Cans Have you tested the paint, apple? Cans <laughs> of paint on them. And stuff. Yeah, we've, we've, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We, we it seems like such a different time, right? And, like and we, when you have to turn your medical delivery device um, was actually a fruit, you know, that you just actually you could pretty much turn anything into a smokable um, medical delivery device back in the day. But now it's so proper um, in medical markets, especially. But uh, like, what do you guys think about testing where you're at what is your real thoughts it's something i always look forward to asking when i do podcasts is what do you think about testing is it a pain in the butt for you or is it necessary and please be honest i was saying earlier i think it's 100 percent necessary um it is a pain in the ass because it's one of those things as a grower we like to just fly by the seat of our pants and do whatever the fuck we want to do that's how grow tend, tend right. to think we hate writing shit down. We hate all that. But when we get those results, it's almost like it's so nice to know more than you like to know that you were on the right path. You know what I mean? So I think, and then, yeah. and then once you do, you start. You know, people get really. I think some people are too overly uh, 
reliant on those tests. Like I think you just have to- hundred percent, yeah. You have to kind of work with them, but not rely on them because if you rely on them, you kind of lose your focus on what you were, you, you kind of lose your little, your, your senses a little bit because that's what's got you where you were, you know? And, uh, but I think from a, from a, like what's a, the annoying part is if you're in the industry and you have to do like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tests, then it gets a little overwhelming, especially when you have to test the same product multiple times, like to get from A to B, you know, it's getting tested again. And you're like, oh my God, dude, it's not fucking spent uranium, dude. It's cannabis. Like, let's relax people. It's not going to do right. anything. It's not getting worse or more dangerous by the minute, you know, it's going, oh my God, it went from A to B. Let's make sure it's the same potency. You know, I was like, no, dude, it doesn't work. You know, for me, that, that isn't, that, I think there is a lot of, like, I mean, and you, I think there's a lot of waste also when you think about like, you know, it, for a product to move, especially sometimes it's inside the same company, but they just have two locations and they can't legally do it without it having it tested again. And then you're like, Oh wow. That, that kind of stuff is stupid. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, okay, it costs money. It's a little excessive yeah, right and, there because how are you going to prove safety if, if, if it's just travel? But I do know that if you, I mean, in my opinion, if it goes from flour and you mess with it, that's when you have the opportunity to really affect it. So if you um, extract it mm -hmm. and you have to retest at that point, because you could have turned a perfectly good flower into a little bit of a nightmare when you concentrate a small trace amount of maybe like lead or pesticides that like not saying that you would put that, but if anybody mm. happened to have that come in contact, you could concentrate it into a nightmare. Yeah. And nightmare. you know, that part I see, but I don't understand if it's just going within the, the it's, company. It's just the excessiveness. It's like California with their rules compared it's compared to beer. like, you know, when you start looking at like like how many different licenses you need to operate within the state and the fact that like like wait a minute, so you have to give it to that person and then that person gives it to that person and that person pays for it. like and then that's when they start to get crazy with their tests because they want to make sure that it's not there's no Oh yeah. there's no, you know, there, there's a chain of, chain, of, chain of custody that they can follow. And I mean, that's when it, but then it also gets to the stupid part where it's like, okay, now we're going to wait on the lab. Can't put it on the shelf. Everybody's in limbo. And then you guys get overwhelmed and all of a sudden, you know, you slip through the cracks and your shit's not getting back and it's six days later. That kind of stuff is where I think it gets annoying for everybody like involved because it's like, all right, maybe, uh, you know, there should be a little bit less paranoia when it comes to cannabis being anything more than what it is, which is uh, super healthy, super he healing. It doesn't have any right. kind of toxic fucking effects. There's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter even how concentrated it is. There's still no issues. Edibles might be the most uh, dangerous, let's say, as far as like the person getting a, a hold of it and eating weight. You know, and it's not like still not dangerous. It's still like they just sleep for a couple of days. But in general, there's not any kind of a thing that any dictates any of like where alcohol doesn't have any of this kind of thing it's like twist top pop exactly the top, you pop the top off you chug <laughs> the drink, you're like wait a minute we have like a tiny amount of they weed and it started making wine with a hand screw off top like that's oh just my goodness. to me it's yeah. i mean if you can open it with your hand and no wine wine key then you know but that's my biggest complaint about these but in general like uh, i can't get the tops off them oh, those are nice. what yeah, is that it's a can of weed. You have to line oh, it up. You yeah. have to you have to put 
You have to get okay. it open, and That's it's how. just a... Oh, poor you. Ours is the same. It has to be tamper-proof <laughs> for children's safety, but you have to squeeze both sides, call a shaman, and then say a prayer, right. light a candle, two priests, old priest and a young priest, and then eventually you get in. <laughs> your you're so frustrated. Yeah. You're so frustrated at that point. You're like, why did I... I don't even want to smoke anymore. Like, it's just such a pain in the butt. And, no, that doesn't um, happen. I don't get to that point. Is, but, like but, a, but, also if you have, but also if you do that, then you end up with a house full of these <laughs> of these like things you're just like oh my god this is ridiculous like and none of them are useful for anything else besides holding that weed for that very short amount of time it's like that's not so smart and exactly the waste and also the people that suffer from like arthritis that are using this as a medical tool like good luck getting into it um might as well just take some scissors maybe knife to it because she's speaking she's speaking to you dave right there i can see it <laughs> she's speaking directly to you um <laughs> So and, and yeah, Colorado. that's what you want. Somebody with arthritis or a medical condition going at a plastic can with a knife. Well, no, no, no. Of course weapon. not. <laughs> no, I'm saying like uh, when when you make them so tamper proof, um, sure. and and also it's it's why are they tamper proof? You don't want kids to get into them. But to if the patients the struggle, babies. Save the babies. Don't make your edibles glittery. Here in Florida, you can't have glitter. You can't have food uh, flavoring. You can't have color. They can't, can't taste be, good. Uh, they can't be a rhombus, I think. It can be a trapezoid. You got to read these. They're, they're real life. Um, you, they have to be a certain shape. They can't have pattern. color. You can't have any glitter. They outlawed sprinkles in Florida, which <laughs> I, I wish. No. Would this not brings, sprinkles. You can't have any sprinkles because it makes it sexy to kids. Hmm. Attractive to kids is what we're, we're afraid of here. And we don't want yeah, You can't say sexy to kids because that's, that, that, that's actually crossing too many lines at that point. I'm attractive. But in general, <laughs> uh, but it is funny because at the same time, you look at like um, alcohol. Once again, you look at alcohol and you're like, Look at these labels and look at some of these things and you're like there's like bubblegum flavored this and you're like you're like, okay, that is very attractive to kids right there. Look at that, you know, but they don't ever What's a wine cooler? Right? Uh, That's a, a wine logo, cooler. Give me a break. They make them sweet so you can't eat you don't even about, know there's booze in it. Look at this shady guy coming up. And they make the wine coolers in cans now, and uh. you could mis mistake it for a soda. Like it's, of course. It, it's so easy to, you can have a box of wine. That's a, a, like, a, I mean, get back to it is just, it's never killed anybody. Right. Has yeah. cannabis, it survived COVID. Well, well, well the one guy who jumped out of his hotel room, he's dead. Why did he jump out, out of the hotel room? He jumped off the hotel. No. Because edibles, man. No. That had nothing to do with edibles. No. He was on so many other things. It was a list of pharmaceuticals. That was also put in a system. Yeah, they so tried, they tried to do break. that. They that's, tried to do that that's with like saying in, in that college. the ground killed him. Yeah. Come yeah, on. It came on. It, it, too. You shouldn't ask me the ground killed him. The ground killed that guy. Okay. Let me rephrase. <laughs> let me rephrase. Has anybody ever overdosed on cannabis? No. Well, yeah, overdosed, oh, no. but not no. died and overdosed. Yep. Definitely overdosed. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, there was right, one guy where to, um, a ton no, fell on him. That was the That was documented. legitimately killed him at that point, the weight of it. But, yeah. um, so Cynthia, this is this, this is James Bean. I, uh, I actually don't interrupt the guest. Julian, I started working with the guys of Florida. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, you know. um, what is and I sent the, the account I work with Julian uh, with, with on the website. But some questions from the chat room: where where can people mail their samples from? 
Well, okay, what are we talking about? Hemp or cannabis? Cannabis. Can't. Well, cannabis can't be mailed um, across state lines or mailed at all, so um, nowhere. Nowhere. So if, they got, if you got a sample in the mail that was from Colorado for to a Colorado lab, you guys wouldn't, can't do it. Oh, Colorado to Colorado. state lines. Okay, so no, Colorado, they could do it in Colorado. You can definitely do that. So that shouldn't be in Colorado, in Colorado is one thing. Yeah. Um, okay. We have samplers that can um, go procure uh, samples. But um, it can't cross state lines. So Samples right now, procure uh, samples. They have to come out to my grow and get these things. If you want them to. No, I just want to mail it in. I'm anonymous. They, I don't You're think anonymous? you can get a. Well, you have to go through ask metric. Cynthia There's... for a non-licensed business. No. A, um, a no. Business? Like if somebody can you no. test for a home? You can't grow? even test for a patient. You can't test well in Florida. That's ridiculous. I can't as, as a patient. Um, I can't test my medicine. That would suck. No. Like to make sure that my no. dad was was growing it without pesticides. No. No. Right. Like, and if you don't have the COA, well, you have how, do you, how do you legitimize tested. your medicine? Trust again. Trust that trust word uh, with this market with no seed yeah. to sale tracking software. <laughs> that trust part becomes almost. Um, obsolete right so, so then what's uh, i have a question then cynthia i if if there's no seed to sell tracking and then there's no way when somebody sends a sample into you and you test it how do i know that that's a coa for the product that they're selling okay. at a dispensary first in florida you are not to send me anything you can call and we will dispatch one of our um sample teams that are spread out throughout the state we've got Two in north, two in south, two in central, that goes to these licensed MMTCs. They pull random samples. They have no instruction from the grower. They are supposed to acquire all the information themselves by witness. And uh, we do a random pull of a minimum sample size per flower concentrate. And then we drive two people back to the lab and we start testing. They do not have any interaction in the actual testing of compliance r&d yeah you can hand them samples but or you can drop them off um if you follow the rules with the transportation but compliance is pulled by our team got it okay so another question then on that is so as, as i know it and hopefully it's changed but there was no standard of calibration in the industry for for thc and and other things cannabinoids has that changed well, or is there yet Okay, so no, it has not changed. There is no standard uniform method of running um, a gummy, um, a pectin gummy versus a gelatin gummy, a flower on one instrument that you can use according to the state or the other. That is a big problem because obviously it makes it very apparent when you test multiple samples with multiple labs, the potency discrepancies can vary up to 20%, even higher. And also... Are they seeing everything they're supposed to see on the bad stuff? Or are they just showing you all the good stuff? And so, no, there's no standard in the industry. We would love to be able to get everyone on the same page. So we're all playing on the same field by the same rules. But it's almost impossible unless someone is going to step up and offer it complimentary almost uh, for everyone to utilize and then have the whole group of us all follow those rules. Um it's, it's difficult it's to hard. get everyone on board. It's going to be super hard. Okay. And then yeah. um, I know that we've talked a lot about uh, THC testing and whatnot, but there's also like what, another 20, 120 different cannabinoids 
And so I know CBG was big last year. CBN is coming in to be big this year. Uh, what have you been testing for? What do you see being like the next big cannabinoid? Um, next big cannabinoid. That's a difficult question. Um, are we not so talking like about we have my to favorite talk about delta eight, right? Okay. So here's no. the thing. I think that um, I think that I, it's not just one cannabinoid. It's never it's never going to be just one. It might be fun just to isolate CBN and CBG and all of that. But I think what's most important is finding the education piece on why multi-spectrum, broad-spectrum, full-spectrum, whatever you want to call it, more than one, more than two, broad-spectrum products working synergistically in your body are better for you, in my opinion, from what we've seen than an isolate-based product. Because your body knows, it has the endocannabinoid system, it knows how to handle this plant. And I think not one highlight for the year for CBN or CBG, but really focusing on all of them working together. What are you seeing? What kind of benefits do you see from a CBG, CBN, CBD specific product and, and right. how people can manipulate and make these like almost unicorn Franken, you know, uh, hemp extracts that have multi cannabinoids in them, almost full panels, 11 represented, yeah. even in trace amounts on the appropriate THC. But um, those are the ones that I, I like to see because I don't see them that often. Right. No, we have that with uh, with green farms who they, they have some amazing full spectrum stuff where you're just like really like hitting every single bell and whistle, and that's kind of I think what what I've seen it twice maybe in a, in my career twice that someone hit every single one of the eleven and maybe more but we only test for eleven some test for eighteen it's just how do you market that kind of thing at that point. Cool. I think I think THC I think THC I think THCV is going to be I think that's actually and and that's what I think is going to be people are going to be locking in on in the next couple of years where they're like that stuff just seems to work extra good you know so <laughs> yeah it could be uh, I mean um, one last question for you, you... from mm-hmm. go ahead wait his leg I was oh, just saying, does the state require ring testing by producers. I'm sorry, what kind of testing? Ring testing. Ring testing by producers for cannabis and hemp? Yes. What is that? See, I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's a question in the that. chat. It didn't, it didn't, I don't make, know what didn't that make sense to me. Ring what did, testing what, what, either. But, oh, yeah, ring but, testing. What was that about? I don't know. If it doesn't, It's not a test that we do or that I am aware of um, is conducted, but maybe it, it was the typo. Yeah, the state requires this. They they don't require terpenes. Okay, um, okay. They it, all, it, it's fair that multiple lab tests for the same product sample. So oh, the state requires you to have tests. multiple lab tests for the same product sample, like a, a ring of samplers, I guess. Um, I think she mentioned that earlier that you can just yeah. choose which lab you want to use. You don't. There's there's a. She only need she only need one, and that's good. Well, there's only well, five labs, right? There's five labs. There's 22 growers. Well, Go ahead. And just another question. Well, if there's only one in five and, and, and one lab, wouldn't it behoove me to go to the lab that gives me the highest reading? Well, of course it would because you want the highest reading, but is that – that's a marketable item. What about um, 
It's all about marketing and money. Somebody's got it. When Chad comes in, that's all he has is money and marketing. It's not between me and you and the people on the show, but when Chad comes in, he's all about money. He doesn't care. He wants to yell at you for buying a $4 pH meter. And you're like, what? So yeah, it's all about money. And bottom line is somebody's Have you ever used used the term, it's just business? Just curious. Uh, no, I I would refuse to use that term, but um, I've never used that. But, Good but my question is though, if, if Good answer. would it not behoove the person to go to the place that tests it higher? And then in that case, what is stopping that company from giving out higher readings to increase right. business? That's just okay. So here's how you got to think boy. about integrity. it. If if you are <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Go back and go even further back. Yeah. If there's five of us that. And, and one of us is, is providing you excessively nice numbers. And of course you're going to want to go there because the numbers are better. 45% how about, THC. How about that? Oh yeah. That's, that's 99% THC. 99 with five, 15% terpenes. Right. Um, and so 127 Here's the thing. Terpenes. If you choose, if you choose to play like that and you want to go to a lab that has inflated numbers that may not be realistic or even, um, possible mathematically possible with this plant then what happens when that lab gets busted it's all about the company you keep right Mm -hmm. that lab gets busted for doing something nefarious and everybody who utilizes their services goes down with them and everything that you've provided is then now having to prove legitimacy it's not my fault i just submitted a test I'm not, yeah, it's but not my fault that all of your stuff is going to be in question again all of it's going to be oh they have to come retest everything Somebody's going to have to double check, right? You if mean the like lab a recount? Well, well, that that crop was last year. All the samples are gone. Well, well, the, good, well the good part is, the is good it's thing one of those. Is, is we keep retention samples. Yeah. We have to keep retention, and dun, so do you as a dun, grower dun. for a certain amount of time. So it only takes one time for a lab to mess up for you to have to pull that retention sample and le- and legitimize it against another lab's data. So if you want to do the inflated number lab, do it. It's only going to be a temporary fix, and you're going to be happy for a little bit right. until it gets enough for me to, to sell my shop for five million and get out of the business. Cookies. Exactly. Um, oh my yeah. god! So that's for <laughs> James Bean. <laughs> wow. Well, how's the weather where that. you are? Is it like really <laughs> cold? And <laughs> no, well, seriously, they, they they posted something the other day. It was like forty two percent. I was like, come on, you're like you guys really? Come on. So just kind of uh, bogus shit there. So no, I'm, I'm on your side. And I want everything to be on the up and up. I just, I mean, I'm, of course, I, you know, I work with you guys as a lab. It just um, surprises me it's that they don't, you know, that don't have a standard. Well, that's, what, what you're asking for, James, kind of, really no, should no be taken care of there, there at a legislative no, level. The standard part it should be all really, transparent. Really hard to agree you know? on, though, because there's no. The problem is there's, there's no hard data that people can go back to that's ever been standardized for cannabis because it's always been one of those things where non-medicinal yeah, there's no medical value yeah yeah exactly. so it's, been proving it's just nothing's ever been tested like this before on the instrument if you if you compare it to pharma it's not accurate because this is a plant that is considered medicine that can can be manipulated into other forms of medicine there's nothing that's comparable but mm-hmm. at the end of the day if if a laboratory is showing such sensitivity to recover such broad amounts of THC, wouldn't you think that there would be other items that they recover very accurately and sensitively? That's the problem is when they have very inflated numbers on THC and terpenes, which are great, but yet they've never detected or failed on a pesticide or a metal. And you guys and I know that there are metals 
in, in, in this plant sometimes. And it could be a fluke. It could be non-introduced by you yeah. intentionally. It could mm. be an accident. But these sensitive, super sensitive labs that have these obscene numbers, um, but they can't detect anything else. Right. It's, uh, I just don't believe it. You heard it here. Well, it be, you know, I don't right. believe it. And I think that I think people should start questioning those forty-two percent COAs and saying, "Prove it." Yeah, I want to see it. Well, I mean, like, I always I always tell people in reality, uh, you should probably go with the guy who gives you the lowest numbers because they're probably the most honest ones out of the batch. You know what I mean? And then people don't want to hear that; they want to hear, "No, go to the highest." But you know, if the guy tells you your shit's fifteen percent, and another guy tells you it's twenty-eight percent. I would probably believe the fifteen percent more than the twenty eight percent because I mean, of course, but, it, like you, like James would say, marketing. Okay, one thing. Exactly, but. you have to go back to people looking and focusing only on the THC percentage as a purchase point, mm-hmm. as opposed to I, like myself. I will smoke a Bruce Banner fourteen percent all day, every day. I will, I will mug oh, a homeless man. Did hat. you hear that one? A homeless <laughs> man that got something. Oh, uh-oh. Just saying, wait a sec. Hold on. We just let the chat gang catch up for 20 it, seconds. No, yeah, the chat gang can wait for a second. <laughs> the potency on a flower product does not have to be the determining factor for a purchase, yet that is the only reason people purchase, is if it's yeah, above right. a certain... Like, if I saw 42 for sale, I'm going to buy it because I'm curious, but... If You'll you buy really, it and test it. That's the difference. You'll actually. I, that's it. why. That's what I mean by curious. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the instrument. <laughs> You'll be like, you get a chance to actually but call them out. That's not allowed in the state, I, so I can't break those rules. So what do you th- <gasps> what, do you, what do you think about the portable all the portable testing equipment and uh, like the cloud cloud based right portable stuff? Okay, so um, I know that our our lab our company has employed instruments that are very costly, very expensive, and that's because the reference material to be able to detect these cannabinoids and the methods that we develop and validate to get to run these, it is not something that you can just um, relocate. Uh, It is almost like a plug and play situation with the HPLC, but um, I want to see how sensitive, what is the LOD and the LOQ on these, um, you know, traveling uh, potency and if they do have reference material as a baseline, how accurate are they? I mean, well, I, I think, have an instrument that can do a hundred potency tests in less than a minute, but I mean, it's it's not super accurate. So yeah, well, I like think, we I have to I, refine that process. I think when the, and they have those, those those mobile testers too that like you buy for your at the store and test your at your house, like test my plant, but it's crap. Well, I think if for it, mold, no, for THC. Oh, you oh, about, actually, uh, you know, nobody has mold guys? anymore. They just turn into BHO. You're talking about they have an app. They have an app where you can take a picture of your flower and it'll tell you the potency. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what cookies are using. Damn! I know. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> well, I feel. I feel like all those cloud I'm cloud oriented things saying, are, are only good. I downloaded the app. I'm not gonna lie. And yeah, was it close? No, of course not. What about like um. Orange photonics. No, I was going to say, did it, did it, like did it even come out? Did it even come out anywhere close? I doubt it, of course. But with the app, well, if they if they wanted to, if they wanted to do some inner laboratory profi- proficiency testing, where they a sample is sent to us and then on the meter, um, I'm not really sure what they call it, but uh, to see how accurate it is. But what what 
really proves accuracy is traceability and repeatability, right? So am I going to get the same numbers on the instrument using the same prep method and running it the same over and over and over again? That is what proves a good quality lab is can you get this over again and prove traceability with these figures? I don't know how they do in that. I'm not going to say they're bad. I just don't know. Yeah, much I mean, about them and how we, we had we had um, uh, I think about five reproducible those numbers are like five years ago. Figures. Five years ago, we had Sage Analytics on the show, and their equipment at the time was pretty good. Like it was interesting as far as like it came within a ball. It came in the ballpark. Like I had I had test results and had product that was with it and got to test it with the machine, and it was pretty damn close on a few things. Now there was other ones that were. At that time, that was pretty limited, and it just comes down to data points and then how many times you've loaded that thing up, I believe. you know, At a certain point, it will get more accurate. And I, I, that, that would be my only fear is that from your point of view as far as a lab goes is that people start to not take real labs seriously because that stuff gets close enough for them, and then they're like, can got something to show, you know what I mean? Which Well, yeah, I mean, with if it's close enough, Right, then it's good enough, oh, right? Mm -hmm. um, no. But for us, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm being facetious. Oh, I'm saying for us, um, we want we want realistic, right? Um, because we've seen we've seen um, different genetics that do really well with different variables, and then they do very poorly on on others. And we're in an, a greenhouse and indoor market here. And uh, just recently, someone brought up to me the uh, HPLV, H, HP, the cannabis, am I the only one? Okay, I know I'm, it's gotta be one of those acronyms because it's, um, it's affecting, I, does anyone have the Google available? Are you talking about? Are you talking about? Are you talking about? You talking about a condition? Are you talking about? Uh, yes. Oh, so yeah. The, H, H, uh, we're talking about um, HPLV a, 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 late, or late, HPLV. Late haptoid virus. Yes. yes. There you HL, go. Thank you. HLPV. Yeah. I didn't just make it up. I promise. <laughs> no, you did. No, you did. I think I, his face made me think that he thought I made it up, but that's also was, something where. You know, a genetic that is traditionally, um, you know, testing at a certain potency can gradually decline because of this. And I was just schooled on this by a client the other day. And and you could blame it on the lab, right? Mm -hmm. Because we tested, it, you know, one harvest and it was 21%. And the next one, it's like 18. And then the next one, it's like 15 um, if we don't test for that specific uh, abnormality in the flower, then they would just go to a different lab that has more consistent results. So with their, with their, those are other things we have to pay attention to. With their viroidal plants. Um, I think we got a, I think we got a, I know, right. It's like Rona for cannabis. And we're actually over time. I th I th yeah. Uh, Cynthia, I think. Yeah. We've got uh, another guest we got to bring on. So see that we just barreled right through that. So next time, we're gonna when we you should jump we on. We did with, good. Yeah, you should jump on with. Uh, uh, we'll do another whole episode with you guys at some point, and we'll we'll get some. What I what we should do is get one of those uh, testers, and we'll do a little uh, comparison. Maybe we'll send you some. Uh, we'll, we'll do some allegedly. Testing. No, here, here in Colorado, we can send well, it. We're oh, allowed okay. to. Yes. Hey, hey, we're, in we're in the lab. Yeah, we'll do it with the lab here in Colorado, but okay. we'll, we'll test it and then we'll send it to them and we'll see if the, how, how it comes up and 
maybe that'll be a good uh, thing for the for the for the listeners. Because I, I, I it'll be interesting to see that kind <laughs> of results, and I think it'll be. Really good to know. It's funny. You're so, so, you're you were distorted. You got so distorted. You got you got so distorted. It sounded like the edibles just kicked in like really hard, right? When you were just <laughs> about... my non-glittered, non-sprinkled, non-rhombus edible. No yeah. sprinkles. Can't no, believe it has to no be in a decahelpolyhedron. How does it? Work? Yeah. Oh, it's actually listed. I'm not even kidding with you, Dave. It is on that list. Um, but That's this was ridiculous. fun. Thank you guys for having me so much. This thank, was a um, a great so way to much. to finish the Friday night. Of course. Awesome. Thanks, hey, thank thanks you. for coming. All right. On. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. That's how you I don't know if she can get to the joke. If she listens to it on playback, she'll yeah, get she the joke. She's like, yeah. these guys are starting being fucking really rude at the end of the show. Like, making fun of my speech, and they were just really assholes. Well, it sounded like vocal cool. fry. It turned into a vocal no, she fry. She just thought that about you. She thought Adam and I were great. Oh. Yeah, once you I got her. So it works. There you go. Uh, which, which leads me, how does this all tie in? Uh, since you're now through many of the uh, hoops I've had to jump through uh, to get credit card processing, if you go to my webpage, seatchernow.com backslash review, or backslash reviews, is a good one, but backslash COA, you'll see all my testing from Katya Labs of done strains. So I've had the MK Ultra tested. Uh, it tested 0.00% THC. Of course, those are just, uh, just seeds. Of course, that's all I have to worry about. Yeah. Um, you're never going to grow them out. No Don't turf, give them later negative, negative 500 um, I think I've also had his sage been tested. I think uh, that came back at 0.00% THC. So, so uh, you're going to go down this road. i got to put you on the spot and say over the last year – how many people have made a purchase at Seeds Here Now using the code Done Deal? Oh, I can pull that. I don't have it right now, but I'll pull it. Give me, give me uh, uh, you your your, I'll pull that. Don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass yeah. us. Yeah, so I been, and, my, and I have an amazing take. And if it's like, not a really big number, will you shit? just lie? Yeah, just lie. Added zeros, please. If it's not a big number, you have to lie. I can't okay. tell a lie, guys. I don't lie. That's the thing. See, then then forget it. We, we can't have you on the show again. I'll tell you ahead of time. You tell me if you want to bring it up again. <laughs> Are we gonna go ahead and bring on a uh, lemon hook on? Yes, yeah, he's waiting, right? He's yeah, he's just wings. flip on his video, and we're good. Flip it on. There so he welcome, is. welcome, lemon hook Hey, gentlemen, how you guys Drum doing? Drum roll. Very yes. well in yourself. Good. Oh, doing pretty good tonight. Do we refer to you as lemon or hoko or lemon hoko? I answered Lem. all of it. Lem. Lem. Uh, lemon hoko. My real name's Mel. Some some people call me by my real name. I don't mind. I answer. We already have a Mel on the show, so we're no, gonna go with Lem. That's why when Mel was on earlier, I was like, "Is that lemon hoko?" Uh, yeah, most people call me Lem for the last uh, fifteen or sixteen years. You know, just uh, as a short. So, Lem, uh, it is. It has been decided. Cool. Uh, well, and I'll let uh, Lemon Course it's Ad uh, Adam. Adam Lim. Um, and I'll let you guys know, Dave, and Dave's uh, the co-host as well. Um, I'll let you guys know how I ran into Lemon, how I know of Lemon. It goes back to my early start, I'd say, 2010, 2012 at, uh, uh, in Seattle, one of the Hempfest, 2013 maybe, Hemp Seattle Hempfest. And he came around and he was, I was with uh, 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 the breeder I started with the first time, and I'm no longer with that breeder. But um, he was friends with that breeder. We talked, and, and I know him from being like um, Master Splinter. So he was the master oh, splinter to exotic Kaya at Pacific Northwest Roots and Chocolate Thunder of Chocolate Thunder. Um, and all those guys grow very differently, but they all 
say this was the, the Limit Hoka was the guy that, that got them to where they are and helped them. And Limit to me, he has he, he runs a Discord channel um, where there's different breeders on, and he's just open. He's just free info. He's always trying to talk me into his new breeders. Listen to this guy. You should check out this guy. I'm like Limit. I'm trying to get your stuff, buddy. Like I appreciate your friends, but I want your stuff. Um, his one of his, his claims to fame is his blueberry it was one of the first blueberries that I got. I got it from Kaya, and it was amazing. Like it just tasted like blueberries, um, which I've, I've tried a few samples. Um, the, the the triple D is one of those strains he's working on currently, and I was looking for this strain forever. But the Barry White that I looked for forever, come to find out, the guy who made it was in my backyard. That was the first so, shatter I've, I ever had. Really, Barry White shatter. There you go. I'm um, blessed. Uh, Hearing all those kind words, uh, there, James. It's uh, hey, no, for sure. So, that'll let you guys get on. Awesome, and uh, thanks, James. Always putting together good shows for us. This time, we even had a little bit of extra time. It wasn't like I called you yesterday and told you, I even gave you a few, few extra days to pull together. So, uh, welcome, Lemon Hoko. And it's great to get people on who've been, uh, because you know doing things from before there was the hype and had it, you know, we're, I mean, uh, it sounds like, I guess lemon is your, I guess your, your lemon kind of based, uh, is, is a lot of your flavors or is that just, is there, what's the, what's the story behind the lemon part? Uh, the lemon was a uh, lemon skunk that I, I found, uh, I probably popped about 300 seeds. This is with, uh, back in the, um, the black market days where before medical and, uh, uh, recreational came to Washington State. Right, traditional. Probably traditional. In mid '90s, where I found this super lemon skunk, and um, I ran it for a couple of decades before <laughs> the cops took it away. So I lost a lemon at the time, and I had another strain. Those are the two primary strains I, I ran underground for a little while. Um, uh, the other strain was called Hoko. It, it stood for Humboldt County. And I don't know, some stoners just uh, made so, it hoko, I guess, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, I gotta so, throw a K. Uh, you got to throw Ks in there just to, you know, <laughs> right. juice it up a bit. So, okay, so it was a Humble County-based uh, strain. And then uh, the... Uh, you well, if it survived in the 90s as a Humble County strain, it must have been fire. And, and because this was, nothing lasted up there. Was this well, all it, indoors? It was. Or? Was it indoors? It was. Or? It was passed around as a clone up here in the Northwest. Um, and I think uh, what, what I remember of it, because it's been probably about 15 years or plus uh, or so since I've had her in my garden, um, she was a, a really cool chocolate coffee terpene with a little bit of a Maui taste to it, that electric uh, Maui taste in the background. With it, it had a skunk aftertaste too. And that's what everybody loved that, that, that uh, Hoko. It was just a. a it wasn't as, you know, like uh, Kaya's coffee, it, it wasn't as strong like that leaning towards. It was uh, had more of a sweet, uh, almost a dog, uh, chem dog type of uh, a touch of flavor towards the back end. It was very, very interesting turkey. It was, it was complicated. And, and that's what started me in my breeding journey, actually, because I lost those, uh, those strains to the, uh, you know, to the bad guys. And, um, and I because I've had uh, breeding and genetics in my history, uh, I started breeding fish and goldfish, uh, not goldfish, guppies. Right. Uh, goldfish are hard to breed, but uh, guppies, hamsters, uh, guinea pigs, all that when I was a kid. And then as I got older, I got into uh, working dogs, and I bred working dogs for about 20, 25 years. And, and that's where I kind of 
dipped into with with that experience i dipped into cannabis and it you know genetics is genetics it kind of yeah it all same well yeah you got you got used to patterns you got used to like yeah. looking at patterns and, and eliminating the the weak and you know moving on moving up the the ladder basically um so with genetics uh, as far as with cannabis though when was it when was your sort of uh before all the breeding and all that what was your sort of like initial introduction into it was it through uh your own your own sort of ex uh uh curiosity or was somebody you had some sort of mentors you uh are you saying genetics and, and cannabis no, i'm just saying in cannabis in general before before the genetics before you're growing even when you were younger just start oh, smoking oh, and stuff oh, like that was it was it coming were you like i was a i was a bad boy uh adam i i, uh, I started my grow um my grow history way back in the early '80s. I bought my first uh, four one hundred watt halide as a kit, where you had to put everything together and screw mm -hmm. it all to a plywood and shit. I'm sure some of the old growers know what I'm talking about. Um, and then I expanded. I got more four hundred watt halides. Where the when it came out with ballast and stuff, I kind of overloaded. And I, I did rental houses uh, on the black market. You know, just rented and moved on from. I used to my, my quota was trying to run three uh, rentals at the same time. And I did that till, you know, um, and I did a few gorilla grows out, outdoors. As a matter of fact, we had one that was on the news uh, up here. And I, I don't, man, I could, I could eat up so much of your time with that kind of stuff. I don't know if you really want to get into it. Uh, I mean, if it, it I mean, but they like feed, it, feed them. It's, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to see the path that people make because some people do it from, you know, like, I mean, if you're doing three houses at once back in the day, you're definitely making money with it. And you're, you know, you're, 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 looking at it from a business point of view more than, well, and, and a personal, I'm sure he's like loving, just like we all are when we're growing. I mean, it's like, it's a passion from the plant side, but there's also that whole, like, you know, it, like you were growing by yourself with, obviously with three no, houses, you'd have to have people hired and doing I that. I had two, two other people. They, they kind of, uh, we rotated the houses where they mo would move into one house. And it, we had a system to where, we made the houses look like we were living in them and we would rotate out every week. We'd move into a different house with uh, our, our clothing and briefcases looking like we we're coming in from work and going out to work and, right. you know, just knowing the neighborhood, you got to know the neighborhood when you, when you start moving in into stuff like that, you scope out the neighborhood, you see what, when the lights go on, when the lights go off, you know, when they go, everybody's going to sleep. On, on that note, not to interrupt, but um, I have a pastor next door and a uh, police department officer across the street. I didn't know that when I moved in. Yeah. So this was in the 90s <laughs> in Washington State? 80s. Yes. 80s. Well, 80s is when I was really going heavy with the commercial. But I learned through the, the early 80s. I, I started my hydro kid about 84. Uh, that's how I, I learned was within hydro. It, it wasn't soil. Yeah. I, I took the hard lesson. And I didn't really flower and get any usable flower for almost 18 months in hydro. You know, because back then there wasn't a lot of information out there. You had to do or die with everything. Well, you could write into one of those grow shops about your tomato garden and ask them what they thought. So were, so were you literally like growing under the lights, but not realizing that you had to do short the days and then just let them grow too long and not. No, I, I had a mentor. I had a mentor that, that kind of took me under his wings and, and he's the one that passed me my first. Uh, and back in the days, I mean, there's no seeds. I mean, if you got seed, it was like kind of crappy weed because, you know, the stuff that was you're getting seed from was seeded uh, humble or uh, BC weed coming down from. Uh, uh, Canada. I mean, it's not, it wasn't all that bad, but it wasn't mm -hmm. what we want to 
consider top shelf uh, weed. The stuff that we everybody started that grows back back then. You got to, I mean, you bought a, a clone for like twenty or thirty grand to start your business, or you had to know somebody that would pass you a clone, and that's how you, and, and you what, got started. Back what, well, what kind of clones do you remember? Any of the first ones that you, but uh, were that were fetching that high of a, of a price? Yeah, there is. Um, you know, it's controversial, but there's a lot of stories behind the strain I'm going to bring up, and I don't really want to get an argument on, on the internet with anybody about it or anything. I'm just telling the story from my eyes and where I lived and what it was called at the time. Um, there was two two strains that we that that we were running at the time. Me and my mentor, um, one was called Purple. We just called it Pert, and later on that turned into Granddaddy Purple. Um, it was Salmon Creek, Big Bud, Cross the Purple Urkel. It was the genetics of it. Hmm. Um, and then uh, the other one that's very controversial is we called it U-Dub. We just called it Dub around here. But the story goes that it was uh, grown in, and my mentor is the one that got got the cut from me, uh, for me through, uh, he knew somebody that worked at the University of Washington in the cancer, whatever program that they had there. And, and I try to look it up, guys, uh, for about two hours the other day, and there's no record of that on the Internet back in the 80s. I don't know if it was. Probably won't be. But, yeah. But anyways, the story goes that that cut went down to one of the universities. I don't know if it's Alabama or Tennessee, but it got all Missis- categorized. In, Mississippi. In Mississippi, probably. There you go. Mississippi. Yeah, yeah the G categories, they, they numbered them. Right. And uh, that, that, was the, that was the strain that we were growing back then. We so called it UW and, and the purple. So right. So you're talking about G13 basically at that point. Which yeah, became, it was. Yeah. Uh, I you know I seen some of the G13 hazes that were that floated around uh, in seed form and stuff, and I got to smoke it, and I can see the influence. Hmm. There's definitely some influence there. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, Mrs. It's funny too because back, like you'd think that with all the uh, confiscated uh, pounds and the seeds availability and things like that, that they would be growing fire, but they were just growing. Sh- shit like everything they grew was just crap like they didn't they they just had the worst selection and they were looking for the wrong things and they weren't even growing for the, they were growing for convenience of rolling them in rolling machines <laughs> compared to like you don't want buds that were sticky and tight because i would jam the machine up they wanted real loose and they weren't even going for high resin count they were kind of going because that would actually stick to the machines and gum the machines up too so they were going for like low i mean everything about it was bad you know but we didn't we we weren't dealing everything was hand done back then we had no machines you know the machines didn't come in until after i think 2000 and stuff was when i first right, started I'm, I'm actually talking about the government <laughs> i'm just saying the government, oh, the could, government. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't grow good weed because yeah, they were doing it, the they were doing everything for the wrong reasons um so and then you said you got you, you so you got your, all your shit taken and then you had to do time in that time or it was like um, I actually I got three felony uh, pot related felonies, cannabis related felony. They're they're all I think one. The first one they hit me with was I, I got busted, and one of those charges was conspiracy to manufacture because I had Mel Frank's uh, How to Grow Marijuana Indoor and Outdoor in my trunk. So that's you the know, conspiracy. That's conspiracy. the conspiracy part. I mean, geez, I did they arrest that. Mel too? No, <laughs> but it was, you know, I had it in there because I was doing a move, you know, between houses and stuff. And I forgot it was in my trunk and I got pulled over on a uh, traffic violation and they, they said they smell weed. And, and, and I thought, oh, shit, it's just going to be a, a misdemeanor because I just had a little bit of weed in my, my little cubby hole, right? Um, cubby uh, box. And, and 
when they went through it, they counted 13 bags with less than one gram each, and they put another conspiracy charge to uh, to distribute. Con- distribute, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at seven conspiracy charges. So I, so I, I, I talked sell- to a, selling people like uh, flakes of weed or something. Like here, I'm going to show you. I'm selling you one hundredth of a gram. Yeah, it's, but yeah, was, it's your leftover baggies. Yeah, it's obvious. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, if you if you do what I did, you don't want to do it. You want to get rid of that shit. Don't. I mean, the reason why I had it in my my because I, I saved up all the leaves and stuff to roll joints with, you know, off the bud later. That's kind of. <laughs> but um um after that, it was about ten years until I got busted again, and the second time I got busted was uh, what was that? Now, that was the second bus. The first bus was, uh, I got a rat. I mean, a rat got busted for, I think, a half half ounce or something, and then he brought cops over to my house. That was my first bus at 22 years old. Oh, that's uh, awesome. The, the that's second awesome. bus was the car bus when I got pulled over. And the third bus was the day that I got my medical, or I was going to get my medical license, and um, and I saw a van pull in. I mean, I had a doctor's appointment at 10, 10, uh, 10 o'clock that morning. It was 8 o'clock when they pulled in with that fucking van. And they all jumped out and like, you know, you know the act. Yeah. We got to do it. All to our. Get on the ground, get on the ground. Dangerous cannabis person. We might have a gun or bombs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, that, but that was my last one. I think that was in 2004 or five. That's when I lost uh, uh, the lemon and hoko. Wow. And uh, it decided to start oh, breathing. No, no, nobody had a cut of them? No backups? No. No, I, I see. I wasn't really into the medical scene back then. We, everybody was hoarding. Nobody shared back then, you know, because I was so used to that was your business. You know, if you shared, you're going to undercut your sale, basically. Basically. No, I was, I was a hoarder too. But some of these guys tell me that, that they had a backup. You know, what I mean, like so and so held this for me, or you know, like, I trusted so and so, and he held it for me. I'm like, how can you fucking trust it? Like, he cuts a clone, you don't know about it, and it's gone. And everybody has it. Like, it's just James, too easy to give it away. After 2010. I learned. I got safe houses, man. I put. I've got places where I put my my price, price uh, strains. I mean, Doc D's yeah. been a really good help, help uh, with with uh, with that because uh, there's a couple of strains that, that he's really helped me uh, uh, safe house for about five or six, seven years, and got him back to me. And and when that that five or six or seven years was going on, I was having some problems because uh, I was, I got. Uh, hired by the recreational uh, market here as a geneticist for one of the, the grows and uh, they didn't follow through with their contract so bad news yeah it was uh, you know typical common story yeah classic the, the classic boy if boy, adam boy. had a nickel for everybody who he's advised on a grow somewhere boy. you'd be seeing us doing this show from like beamed to 27 different countries 4k it's like it's like it's like, like a, an advisement or a consultation. Let's just have lunch. Just come to La- yeah. buy you lunch. Yeah, anything. right. A lot of lunches. Oh, no, fuck yeah, lunch. a lot of lunches. <laughs> hey, before I forget, can I give a shout out real quick to some of the uh, the Northwest breeders that I really respect and, and what of that course. I have a connection with up here? Please, sure. And if you want to, if you want to tell us about each of them a little bit, that's fine. Yeah. See you another half hour too. Oh, oh yeah, Pacific uh, Northwest Roots, Kaya. I mean, he's somebody that. If you got okay, let me tell the story about Kaya real quick. It's kind of fun. Um, I I used to uh, uh, enter a lot of the local cups here in Tacoma and Puyallup, Olympia area, and, and I was used to winning a lot. You know, every, almost every cup I, I entered, I, I would come home with the first place trophy. But there was one cup I forget what what cup the cup was name was. Uh, but anyways, Kaya entered, and I didn't know who he was. And uh, I ended up. I mean, I was just taking. I wasn't even paying attention when they were doing the selection, and all of a sudden they said. 
Kaya took first and I took second. Who the fuck is Kaya? Right. Or, or, or you, you went under a different name. But um, after after he beat me that day, it's like, I got to I gotta get to know this dude. I don't know who he is. Because, you know, when you're at that level, you kind of know who, who everybody is that you're dealing with. And uh, I we ended up uh, sitting down talking. And he came over to my house. And it was one of those magical things, man. I don't know if you guys ever felt it where... Uh, you sit there talk to somebody and after six hours it's like holy shit we've been sitting here talking for six hours you know every every so, podcast yeah. every podcast every friday <laughs> every friday on the adam dunn show there you go <laughs> you just described it Dick. <laughs> that's how that's kind of how me and kaya got started and then we started talking about breeding and he, he told me how he's got uh knowledge about breeding because his family was into breeding chickens and mm-hmm. and fighting uh uh roosters and stuff and i said man you know why don't we just uh, do a, a mutual drop over here at Canazon or something and get you started? And we did, and he was a hit. I mean, he, he just went right past me <laughs> on his uh, on his work. And, and bless him, man. He's doing he does a lot of hard work. Another good another good guy. Um, I want to give a shout out to his exotic Mike. That dude. Um, uh, we go way back. Which to tie the two stories together real quick. Did you know exotic Mike is breeding chickens now? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and not, not just breeding chickens. He's importing the eggs from Canada, popping the eggs of himself, of course, because got to find each one's different, and then growing those out. He wants a black chicken that like lays green eggs. He's yep. built him like the W of chicken hats. <laughs> you know, piping and plumbing and shit. I was like, dude, what that's are you cool. doing? That's just to tie them together. That's what exotic Mike. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, exotic Mike. Um, we go back to where before he was exotic Mike. Um, we were vending at the farmer's market, at the medical farmer's market, side by side. And we were, you know, we were just messing around doing seeds and crosses, just kind of dinking around, giving them out to different patients and stuff. And and then all of a sudden uh, he got that um, starfighter and he started working with that starfighter and then he, he went boom. <laughs> so I watched uh, two good friends really expand in this business and it was really neat to see. And um, Fab Man, he's another one. I, I don't know if he's even in the, in the business anymore but he was one of the original northwest 47 gang and uh i want to just give props to him he he's had some hard times in his life and uh hopefully he's still around and and gonna kick it and make it back uh doc d's another uh young guy that's uh i don't know if uh, i'm sure a lot of people have heard about him he's uh he, he likes exotic strains and i remember him before he started uh in the seed business he he was just uh he's got the right vibe and just uh, being Bodhi's friend and going to South America with Bodhi, he got this, you know, it, it was cool because he would send me pictures every week of, of their trip. And it was like, it felt like I was with them. Um, Thunder Fudge, he's another good guy that I really uh, respect and, and miss. Uh, I haven't seen him for a long time. I know he's really busy working. In Stir about, Stir about Chocolate Thunder. So when Mike told me he's got this, his big friend, you know, what's his name? Pinks and Perps, you know, Thunder Fudge. I... Not being racist, but I thought he'd be a large uh, African American. Uh, when I meet the guy, he's like five foot two, and he has on one of my hoodies. I'm like, I'm like, really? Like, all right, cool. <laughs> you had that screen name, Pinks and Purps and Thunderfudge. I was like, this guy's got to be huge. You know, how'd you, how'd you get Nick in Thunderfudge? But yeah, <laughs> yeah, Thunderfudge. You know, he go, we we go way back. You know, when when he was working with Exotic and, and stuff, and we used to have our safety meetings over with, at Kaya's house over at Pacific Northwest meeting. Uh, it's important to have safety meetings regularly. Oh my make God. Make sure everybody's oh, on the same page. Stay safe. You guys know these guys and for them to bring their, their best weed and we would all share. I mean, we have Kaya there with his shit and then you got Mike and then you got Bender. 
I mean, I was just blessed to be in that that company at that time, you know. And, and then we got some young guys coming up that I don't know if you guys know about, but um, we got Blesco Seeds. That dude is awesome. <laughs> okay, he's a secret. He's coming up. I just wanted to throw that out there. He, he's been around for a little while, but he he's uh, he's got very very good stuff, and he knows what he's doing. He he's got the right uh, 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 heart for it. He does do his right mindset. And um, I've been really blessed to have you introduce me to him and then see his stuff recently. He's got the right mindset, um, super smart, knows his genetics, uh, knows what to do, and, 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 and has, you know, has one of those guys that writes everything down on, on calendar behind him, I think. So a uh, really smart guy. And, uh, you'll be surprised you see him on my, on my bank soon. Yeah. That, of course, is goes to Lemon. Like I was saying earlier, Lemon is always like pushing me towards other guys. He wants just to, to get information and knowledge out there where, you know, the crowd I were with back in the day, you didn't tell anybody anything because, like Lemon said, it was competition. Like, if, if you got my cut, fuck, you know, there's no way you get my cut. But if you had you know, more knowledge, or I could tell you the secret that would, that would help you grow better, I didn't want to tell you because you're going to sell more and read than me. But for so I think it's really, it's really outstanding. He has all that free flowing knowledge. I was going to say, isn't that something that comes with the times now that you don't really have to worry about that anymore? Well, you know, because it's you, you got a place to keep it. You don't gonna you know you follow the rules, and the cops aren't kicking your door down. Exactly, the t times are different, and for the people that used to hoard their strains, hopefully they migrated into a different aspect of the business, like what I'm doing and making new strains, so they don't have to hoard anymore. Because I, I I don't feel that a good breeder should hoard their strains. I think that everything is progressive. Uh, what's great today is not going to be great yesterday. And we're going to find another great one tomorrow. And you're in Tacoma, right? In the, in the, in Washington state, right? I'm, I'm sorry. You're in Tacoma in the Tacoma area. Yes, sir. Right outside of Washington state between Puyallup and Graham. So I wonder if it's the same because here, <laughs> here at a dispensary, you get about, seven to nine months with a strain. I mean, a really, so there's, there are exceptions, right? The 10% that stick around all the time, right? Everybody wants their blue dream, you know, but that's it. Is that the same way up in Washington right now? Because that's what I mean. You don't need to hoard anymore because if you're not developing that next level, if you're not seven months, nine months ahead, you don't have what they want. It's almost fashion. It's almost like fashion. At this point. If I'm breeding something, if I give it to you, you have it now. If, you don't, if I don't give it to you, you can never, you will, you will never have it. There's no way you can genetically recreate it over there, even if I tell you what I did. And so, yes, I'm going to hoard that shit. It's mine. That's why I worked at Fino Hunting and, and bought 10 packs and found the one I wanted. So I'm a hoarder. I, I mean, if you want to buy a pack, good luck. And maybe you'll get something better. Maybe you'll get something worse. I bought 10 I packs. I he has to say that, right? Seeds here now. He wants seeds here he now. Hoard. Hoard. <laughs> you know, Dave, yes, everybody should buy an extra pack of seeds. And hoard. That's a great question. And it really it leads into a lot of the politics of uh, recreational medical uh, uh, marijuana up here in uh, Washington State. The way I personally feel about it is um, because recreational is so strong in our state right now, and they got a lot of control over our strains and our, our plants, uh, I mean, almost total control over everything. There's no medical. I mean, medical is very, very uh, small in our state compared to where it was seven or eight years ago. Um, that scares me because there's no breeding program in these state recreational programs. Mm. So that means we're going to be stagnated with the strains that we have for the next 15, 20 years. There's not going to, I mean, they close the doors. You can't, as a business, if you're a grow, a, a grow op, 
uh, illegal grow up in Washington state, you're allowed to uh, bring in your strains for the first 15 days of your, your business. And after that, you can't, the doors are closed. You can only trade strains amongst other grow ops in the state. So immaculate plantception, right? You get that, that, well, you know what I'm hoping and, you know, hope I don't give it a Kinahara, but in the next few months, I think we're going to see a lot of things change. You know, banking, access and, and that's to capital. Another, that's another thing to add, too, though, is because I started, of course, in Washington. Is Washington super sucks. Like, I got into it with Allison, the lady who, who helped push the bill, but there was no, no homegrown. Super, super sucks. Yeah, well, there's there's no homegrown in Washington. It's recreational. It's medical, but you, there's no homegrown. Recreationally, you cannot grow at home. You can't grow your own shit. Well, well, they also have the non-vertical integration model, which Correct. means that you can't, you can't, you can't be a, dispensary. a grower and a producer. Correct. Producer and retailer. Pick your side. Yeah, pick two. your side. Give me two of the three. Here's what needs to happen, in my opinion. So, state. They need to uh, legalize smaller grows, smaller than tier ones, um, like the like the microbrewery laws that, that emulate. Uh, they should have something that emulates the microbrewery law in our states. Uh, let the smaller grows. Right. dip into the business then you'll have new creations that can come into the market you know what i mean it, then it won't be stagnated the way it is and that's what we're seeing in the beer industry you're, you're seeing that with i mean it was stagnated with budweiser oh, yeah. uh, uh you know coors and all that now you're seeing all the new stuff coming in through the micro breweries it should happen the same way with cannabis i feel which then made the bigger breweries turn around and start gobbling up the, all the little ones so they could have the, you know, and it's going to be, it'll be the same with cannabis too, where the bigger, right. bigger guys will come in, little guys will show off. They'll be like, that guy's really good. Let's buy him out. Throw some, throw some also, zeros at him. M&A 101, man. One plus one is three. Yep. But it also, but it also gives a chance for, uh, the strains to grow. I mean, to be bred. Oh, to, 100%. So there's new introduction to the market, whether, you know, the big guys, own everything or not you can there's still going to be new uh, micro growers uh, getting licenses and bringing in new strength. i got a great idea uh -oh. once every two years for 15 days seeds here now can sell to every state and it gets entered into mitts or whatever tracking system perfect you know idea. you rely on someone who stays contemporary you know, knows all the current strains. And every couple of years, you have two weeks, you can buy everything, and then we're closing the door. Better get yeah. them now. Or Seeds Here Now works uh, works well with recreational facilities. We have a recreational facility package to where we can specially uh, line you out some gear that when, say, the next uh, – uh, uh, we'll call it uh, gelato. The next gelato pops. Well, well, I didn't want to say, like, the hypey shit from last year. I was trying to think of Gary Payton, but I said gelato. We'll say when Gary Payton pops or Gary Payton, you know, you need a Gary Payton all of a sudden, oh, the Strangers crew and it's Gary Payton. So we have those packages available uh, for all recreational facilities. Something came up on my Instagram. that popped. Something came up on my Instagram. It said, uh, uh, what strain, you know, they, they did a little survey. It said, what strain should I pop next? And it was runts, runts one, runts cross with something and runts cross with something else. And I was like, oh, my goodness. diversity is gone. That leads me into my next train of thought here, guys. Tell us. Because I was in the dog business for so long and, you know, there's no um, – um, patent you can't patent dogs right and we don't want mar our marijuana patent but we also want to know what's in our strains Sh should we uh, in my opinion we should 
emulate what AKC has in making purebreds and, and licensing purebreds. So that way, if people start doing polyhybrids and stuff, mm -hmm. people have, will have the choice of either going with polyhybrids or purebred so-and-so that's been accredited by the cannabis, not the kennel club, or the American Cannabis Club, let's say, you know? Yeah, like a kennel club, exactly. Didn't we have them, but then they got outed before I joined the show right here? Weren't they Phylos, Bioscience? Phylos? And <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the problem is, is that it, oh. it gets, there's so much infighting when you get into that kind of like whoever's going to be running that thing, because all of a sudden they're the, the, to get the all end sort of person when it comes to strain, it gets tough. But, but you would have professional breeding then, just like you do with dogs, something that you could make purebreds in the, the homozygous strains that everybody's shooting for as right. a professional breeder, uh, that would be more absolute. And, and the art of breeding would be elevate it especially in the cannabis world if you're if I you're guess testing it, again it gets to the point of like if until it's federal they won't do that just because nobody yeah. nobody would take the there's so much yeah. to put into that and the minute you do it in state by state then you have 52 but don't you people. agree once it becomes federal it's a good idea <laughs> it's oh, yeah. an interesting idea i mean it is sure. it, it's good but it's scary too it's because it's one mm -hmm. of those things where then all of a sudden it's like well they're going to start to enforce it and you start getting dickheads who who just are going to jump in with the money and grab as many genetics as they can and go get those licenses, and then all of a sudden you know and and pay people like you know just come and convince somebody that possession is nine tenths of the law <coughs> man they're we'll, gonna have their money and we'll take have we'll take care of that and... all for you lemon don't worry about it <laughs> you know and all of a sudden you're like locked out of your own place one day and you're like wait a minute so there's a lot of i mean it, th that is the problem is that as it gets more legal it just becomes more vicious and more ruthless like real business does and cannabis business is already ruthless, but then you add on top of that people knowing that they can, like, f fuck people over pretty easily because most of us are not contract guys and we're not sitting around trying to screw each other over like that. But that's all those guys do. You know? So keep it, keep that regulation in mind. Regulation after regulation after more pages after more pages, and that's what they're really good at. They game the system better than all of us. You know, before I forget, one last shout I just out. slide in the state when it's like, okay, go ahead. Seattle uh, uh, Chronic Seeds. That that guy, I just got to know, Rob, and uh, he's a super cool guy. He does proper testing. There you go, yeah. And um, I'm going to have him on my breeder cast coming up, and uh, hopefully he'll join my uh, oh, team of breeders over there. On let's Discord. talk about that. Let's talk about your breeder cast. Yeah, what's cast. a breeder cast? Let's talk about your breeder oh, cast. Oh, uh, on, my, on my Discord channel. I've run it for about two years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, every Sunday I'll have an, uh, either mostly up. I like to highlight uh, the young and upcoming breeders because uh, they're the ones that need the attention. And, they, you know, and they're the ones that need the spotlight, in my opinion, because the, the ones that have made it, like Exotic and Kai, they don't really need the spotlight like the, the young guys that are doing it right. So. I focus a lot of my uh, breeder cast on the uh, upcoming That's breeders awesome. that I felt I feel like they're, they're doing the proper techniques and testing. Uh, that, that you know, it doesn't matter what they're breeding as long as they're they're following through with the the, the program and and not just releasing things untested and and. That's what we like to see. And then we uh, also it attracts on that Discord channel it attracts a lot of farmers that want to test. So we're we got a kind of a cycle there. We we got new breeders making new strains. We got farmers highlighting uh, their strains by testing them, and, and it's really working out. It's been uh, we've been doing that for about two years now, and um, it's by invite only, you know, because we kind of control the the security a little bit like that. 
Um, but if anybody wants to join on uh, my, my Discord channel, uh, any of uh, the Adam Dunn followers here uh, want to join, uh, feel free to join. Just send me a, a DM on my Instagram, uh, lemonhoco.genetics, and I will let you know how to do it. Say it one more time so Mark can get it up on the screen. Uh, uh, lemonhoco.genetics with the X. And that's my Instagram. So just uh, hit me there and uh, I will uh, walk you through the process of getting on my Discord channel. Because I want a lot of people, whether you're a beginner grower or uh, an advanced grower or, or just, you know, a hobby grower. It's it just I want everybody's input. And my opinion is uh, you can learn from everybody, sure. even the, 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 the most novice grower. That's the way I look at it. Well, well you know, it's funny. It's like when you and when you are young and doing things, you, you really... You know, sometimes you you are going down the complete wrong path and just going like like I, but at the same time you are. You're, you're, so my S, so my S thirty four isn't a good idea. What? No, your S thirty. Yeah, what was it? No, it was a S thirty six. Thirty six. Thirty four is nowhere. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but in general, like I was doing a lot of uh, a lot of hydro in the beginning, and I was really thinking about. You know the system. I wasn't thinking about the plan. I was just thinking like, I want to build these crazy systems, and it was good to a point. But then I I realized that you learn so much more when you grow on soil because for me it was like, oh, now I'm actually learning because the plant's doing what it wants to do. It's 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 not focused on, you know, just on me and keeping the pH correct and the, the nutrients correct. What's your preferred method of uh, of growing? Are you are you like a soil guy or by proxy or do you kind of Jump all jump around. But, you know, like I said, when I was doing the underground business, we try to keep everything as simple as possible because you want to make your visits to the grow shop as you know yeah. exposure as little as possible. It's just it's a business. You know, you don't want to yeah. you want to cover all your security your security angles. Um, so we were at hydro at first when I was learning, um, and when I started going with the the grow ups with the rentals, I we went to soil because hydro was a little bit more harder to maintain and teach the other partners how to do everything right yeah so we went to soil it was a little bit more uh stable for us and i've been in soil for since then and i i'm not the type of person that likes to jump around from product to product i mean i i never even use boom boosters through my grow and i've seen you know a bunch of different stuff on on the market i i, I find something that works for me and i stay with it so i've, I've used the same soil it, it was a, a local brand um, by Growers Professional uh, was a brand name. And I had to switch from that because uh, it, it got cut off. To, my supply chain got cut off here and I couldn't order in large enough amounts to get them to deliver up here. So um, I went to, basically, I'm using Perfect Winners, I believe that's the name of it. You can get it from Home Depot. It's kind of expensive, but it's a, it's a peat moss type of soil. And the method that I, 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 I kind of uh, use smaller pots than normal growers. And um, I, I tend to... I call it biophonics. I don't know if it's the, it's the correct terminology, but I, I feel like I'm just using soil as the same media, same type of uh, technique as uh, you would use perlite or anything else in hydro, sure. just to hold, to hold the, the, the plant there. And it was my job to, to supply the nutrients. And that's kind of what I do. I use an A, B, and B uh, uh, food that uh, is made for me locally. Uh, the guy, I've been using it for about 25 years now. Nice. Um, and, and that's that's my program. I just don't change. Uh, I've adjusted to what works, and um, I just fine-tuned it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, uh, I think now that people are finally figuring out uh, 
like it's kind of gone full circle. Like now people are growing on beds and doing uh, no-till, growing with sips. You know, people are, are like figuring out that it's it's way more it's way more efficient in the long run. It just takes a little while to get going. Um, at the same time, I know plenty of people that are still on ProMix and AB and just banging out just three, you know. So how small with pots you're talking? Like three gallon, five gallon, how big? Uh, when I'm running my testers, I run higher, higher numbers. So I want to see, and I don't want to waste all that soil because it costs money. So I, yeah. I run them in one, one gallons. And that to me, if I see something super interesting that, that I want to single out, yeah. I'll, I'll tra- you know, rent it again uh, in a larger pot or I'll put it outside to see what the outside expression is. And I usually do put all my strains. Uh, eventually, uh, they go outdoors to see how they react outdoors. It's good. It's one good. of the tests. Yeah, it's always a good, good call. Just um, and, then, then you, and then you're not keeping it in, obviously, a one-gallon pot or nothing like that. What, what do they do when they go outside? No, they get either transplanted into directly into the ground because okay. I'm on some really fertile ground here on, on this. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, or or I put them in five to plus gallon pots depending on how big I want to grow them that year. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also, you know, I've, I'm a I've had mothers that have been around for five years. You know, I've even had uh, crops where I, I've had bud three plus times off off of one plant, three bud cycles. You know, I believe that there's ways, uh, you know, it's a weed. And if you take care of all its needs correctly, it can regenerate. And, uh, yeah, if you, if you have the right, if you have the right conditions, it definitely can. I mean, it, it's kind of like a mushroom flush though, where like it gets, it gets smaller buds each time. It seems like they don't really, the first time seems to be where all the magic's at, you know, like, bam, you get the full size or you might get like a, you know, two, like a two liter Coke bottle, bam, all of a sudden do the same plant again because it's already been flowered out once. It, it tends to go a lot more popcorny. And then if you try to go for a third one, it's usually like you might be even reduced numbers from that. So that at that point you're like, all right, I've definitely like pushed that thing to its limits. It's never like the, unless you veg it super long, then it's like, you're kind of like years in at that point, you know, unless you have a way to veg it properly. Yeah. What I actually, yeah. What I actually do is put it all the way back. I'll, I'll, I'll trim back the roots, the base of the roots to where, and then, and, and the very top to make, make it like restart again and grow. And then if I veg it correctly, then I'll, I can get optimum buds, but uh, bud sites out of it. And I haven't seen the degradation of the bud sites because of that, because I was doing like that. It's actually like almost growing a whole new plant. Right. And you turn it back like that. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Like, and that's the thing. If you take a, um, a lot off the top, people don't realize that if you have a lot of root at the bottom, it's just that that plant can't. It's a balance. It doesn't work out. So you need to like you need to take it away. Um, it's a balance. Yeah. Because if if you don't balance it, nature will balance it. If you have too much roots for the top, your yeah. root mass will die, start dying, right? Yeah. And then your pH will be off in your soil. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it balances that out, but you gotta you gotta cut everything back. Right. Yeah, I've uh, and 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 the other way I was talking about, I was talking about there's plants I've I've seen, like in like I was in Florida when I first uh, had a plant reveg, and then uh, flower again because I put it out at this one spot and used to go out there and it was outdoors, but it kind of went out with a little bit of a flower going into flower and kind of just did it, kind of continued going and then it did that little second bump, and I came back like months later and thought I was coming to a dead plant. And I was like, holy shit, it's, it's like, it was, like I said, smaller buds, but way bigger than it was the first time because it had spread out and kind of vegged on its own. Um, 
and then later I thought I was going to do a third one, but that didn't really work out. <laughs> so that, that was my outdoor experience, uh, trying to revenge. You know, guys, um, we've got a. Go ahead. Go ahead. You had one more shout out, Lemon. No, 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 no. I was, I was just gonna go ahead. No, no. I was just gonna say we got we got a couple minutes here left, but I was gonna have you explain your Barry White real quick before we let good, you go. Know, I, I don't know if they, the guys who invited you yet, but Dunn should invite you for that for the for the New Year's Eve party. Um, Man, so you know what? Your time zone. You know what? I was just uh, I was just gonna say if, if there's any time left, I wanted to talk about my Barry White because. Well, there you go. Um, there's a little bit of a confusion. When I first saw uh, my Barry White on in any social media, it was on High Times, and I opened up the link, and it's like uh, Blueberry Times White Widow, and, and I understand that because because that sounds like you know it would be a good cross, but they called it Barry White, and it was kind of offensive because the date was I think 2014 or 2015 is when when I saw that, and I started my Barry White project back in 2007. And I got it all documented. I mean, it's somewhere on the internet. I, you know, the Northwest Green Thumb, I, I was selling seeds on Northwest Green Thumb at 2010 of the Barry White Backcross. So that was kind of, uh, uh, it felt like it was a kick in the in, in the nuts. But anyways, the Barry White, um, the reason why I made Barry White was I wanted to uh, work the sativa line on the blueberry. And, and it wasn't initially uh, a thought of making a line by itself. I, 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 I was gonna outcross something to, to blueberry and then breathe back, do a back cross. So what I did was I, I, I wanted to uh, uh, find a, a strain that, that didn't have a really strong terpene. And I tested some of the uh, stuff I was buying at the time from seed banks. And I liked this one strain called uh, White Indica by Sear Seeds. I don't know if you guys know the company, C-E-R-E. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. Sirius, yeah. No, not serious, serious, I know. Yes, yeah, I, I like that White Indica. Totally confusing. They, like, and um, I found that the, the females were a little bit lemony and skunky in their terpenes. And I didn't think that that would overpower the blueberry. So I crossed the, the blueberry to, and, and my hunch was right. The the lemon, I did find a few lemony strains, uh, phenos in the first uh, F1s, but it was more of a, uh, a blueberry was, uh, the, the berry tones were there about 40% on the first uh, F1 crosses. And then what bothered me was there was a lot of uh, cush earthiness. Uh, let's say about another 30% of the females were uh, cush and earthy and I wasn't happy with that. And of course the, the rest were a little bit lemony. So I wanted to uh, see if I could find a good uh, female stock to start my, my lines with on the on the berry white side so I can breed back to the, the blueberry someday. So I went down to F4 and that's the, the my my favorite one. I still have her still. Um, uh, that's the mama, uh, berry white. The F4, uh, and I liked her terpenes. She had that really strong uh, uh, blueberry, piney, uh, uh, skunky essence. Um, but she didn't have a, I needed a, a, to outcross her to, to get a male, right? Because I didn't like, uh, I wanted to add a little bit of funk to it, the, the OG-ness to it. So I, I, I got some of Rascal's Fire Alien OG, and that kind of complemented it. added a little bit more skunk terpenes because uh, the, the OG has, you know, that, that skunk back flavor to it. And when I hit it back to uh, uh, Barry White, the F4, I made a strain called Blog E.T., Okay, it's uh, B-W-O-G. And, and it's Boggy T because it's Barry White crossed to Fire Alien O-G. So those are the, the, the initials that I put together. That was my breeder male. I used that breeder male to cross back to Barry White F4 to make my back cross, Barry White back cross one. 
Okay, and I took the male out of backcross one, Barry White, and hit blueberry to make my blueberry backcross one. So that is where I was with the Barry White project. All together, um, just at that phase, that was probably about 2010, 2011. So I've already got like, three, when I started the blueberry project, first uh, cross Barry White to, or uh, blueberry to White Indica was about 2005. So that project was already five years into it before I even made the, the Barry White back cross. Yeah, I hope you got all that, James. And, and then I'm going to transcribe it. Um, <laughs> and after we'll, all we'll have it in the, uh, in the, in the comments. I can imagine, you know, I don't create anything like that, but I can imagine how that would have pissed you off having uh, well, that was yeah, more high times. Exactly. You know, well, it's just not fair. It's like somebody uh, taking a painting. Right. I mean, there's no difference. You created it. Somebody else is going to put their their mark on it and call it theirs. Fuck that. Well, you. you see, I don't see anything wrong with polyhybrids, but you got to give credit to the people that put the work into it before the, the polyhybrid was named that same name, you know, or, or like, for instance, OK, obsolete. I, I, I put out a strain across the Alien Kush F2 to my Chemdog Double D BX, and I called it GBS alien dog i didn't know obsolete made the alien dog way back i contacted him and said i i totally apologize brother uh i didn't mean to step on your name so i changed that name right away you know it's alien tail wagger now so so it's still in testing and uh probably won't be released till summer <laughs> or somewhere around there and you'll probably only be able to get it from seeds here now oh come on where's the like the uh, well, simple crash just... mark
Welcome but, to the show. Uh, Gas Chamber is my latest breeder. Um, you know, I, I, when I first entered, I never sold autos. I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of autos. I kind of looked at his autos as like crack. Like whenever you wanted more genetics, you had to come back and see me and buy more. And from a seed bank side, you think that's what you wanted. But I, I wasn't about that. I liked sustainability stuff. And I thought people, you know, they went to Alaska. And Alaska, I was like, oh, these people need autos because it's really live. That's, you know, they don't have autos, they don't have, have plants. And then I hooked up with Mephisto guys. And, you know, those two started. One grew uh, photos and one grew autos. And the guy who grew the autos grew more weight than the guy who grew the photos. And so they've come up with genetics. They've come a long way. We know from Mephisto gear, we had those in, in studio. Their stuff pressed right, had bag of peel, it smelled great, had you know, there was resin at the end of the joint. Um, and so uh, Grim Reaper is my my latest, my second, I guess, my third auto breeder that's in that's it's US based, um, doing auto auto genetics and uh, elite autos at that. So like one of the strange has called these runs, which we'll get into later. But <laughs> uh, if you want uh, you know, uh, curse me, Adam, Dave. Hey, welcome. Nice welcome. to meet you. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome. So, uh, so, are you doing? So, I so, can't hear you. Who? Say something. I can't nope. hear. Oh, him. he's muted. You're muted. muted. No. Just hit your mute oh, button. There you go. Have we had JJ do this yet? No. Now let's hear. Gotcha. No, it's not. It, his phone is unmuted. Are you? There you go. Try again now. No, now it's definitely muted. I can see their little oh, red. No. Oh yeah, I see the red. I see the red. There we go. But now it should work. I don't think he has audio connected correctly. Then yeah, we got to reset audio connected you. Correctly. Just click on the little arrow next to audio and make sure you're connected to the right microphone. <clears throat> In the meantime, we will like... compare your French manicure to Cynthia's and see how. Oh no. <laughs> 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 we'll see how that oh, comes <laughs> You guys are going to go live? You guys are just going to cut this? And she was like, you guys are just going to go past that? was a zinger, man. Shut the fuck up for that. was fantastic. That would go down. Come on, Chad Gang. That has to go down in the history of great fucking lines. There you go, Adam. I'll give you the applause. That was a good one. I still can't hear him. Weird. Maybe use the here. Listen, if you can hear us, go to the microphone on the bottom left hand of your screen click the arrow up and then it's going to say select a microphone on top mm -hmm. you should have an Indian and you have accent, to change it to a different microphone i don't know what else you have but usually same as system is the right one to choose there's also a phone number you can call in the email we sent if you want to do that instead <laughs> And it might run a little bit late, but we could do uh, ads. Uh, well, let's, I mean, of course, we hope that you can figure out the mic on the thing. Maybe I would say, oh, you must uh, unplug the router. <laughs> unplug the router. <laughs> <laughs> you must, uh, have you tried that yet? Oh, thank you, tech support. <laughs> I have that. It looks like he's on a phone, so that's why. Yeah, he can call back on the number, yeah. possibly also. Um, well, if he calls back on the and just calls in as a number, we'll put up Cynthia's photo for him instead of, and we'll have a nice conversation. <laughs> right? That's horrible. Like, I didn't know who didn't tell you. Like, don't be a sexy woman. Like, I don't know. But it's just, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not a good photo. And then the French nails, like, when was the last time she's ever been in a grow? Ever. I don't know. 
She knew her <laughs> shit about lab testing, and that's what counted. She was. She's, she's, she's a smart girl in the back you, of class. You want lab testing people to have clean fingernails. <laughs> you don't want dirty fingernails in the lab. You can't All do right. it. All right. So All right. there you go. So that could be a yep. sign and test. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so people are hitting me up on, on a chat for the Duke Diamond update. Uh, what I know about Duke, I talked to him a couple uh, yeah. weeks weeks ago. We tell had us, a, tell us a, what's uh, going on. a future canvas uh, project uh, donation auction pack thing. Went pretty well, raised some more money for him, for his family. Uh, he believes he'll be sentenced at, at the end of January. I believe it's January 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Lysel um, collates with the new president. And uh, uh, he should know his time, but he believes he'll be out in May. In the spring, oh. for as you said, in the spring in in, in Denver. So um, that's the hope, and that's uh, that's what he's told me. So um, we still have uh, we still have some free the Duke packs on the site. That was done by Soulfire. He donated them. We have cut Duke Diamond's family a check for ten k for the sale of those packs. I got a hundred packs, hundred bucks a pack. So that was really nice to him. Um, and that's that's what I had about on that. That's what we All have right. on that. That's great. This will be out. You know, so he's, he's a really good guy. And, you know, he used to just, he'd answer every fucking, every DM. Every Here's DM. Cynthia. Can you oh. What's going on? Oh. Now we hear you. Now you can hear me. I don't have any idea what was going on with that. <laughs> well, uh, more important, we can hear technical you. Flaw. It depends on who yeah. you ask. It could be oh, gremlins no, to Bill Gates. <laughs> Or the government. Yeah, no, I can understand that. But very sorry hey, about that, and it's very nice to meet you guys. Hey, no, nice no problem. To meet you no too. problem. We, we would. Where would the show be without technical difficulties? Right? We would be nowhere. Uh, this is that's half of our half our show. <laughs> half our show in the beginning was technical difficulties. We couldn't hear shit. At least we're capable of talking about those difficulties on the air, which works it out. And then you know, yep. people recognize that when we say we start at four twenty, what does that mean? 430. 430. Yes, you're learning, you're learning <laughs> young grasshopper. So um, James was giving you accolades on uh, the autos in the beginning, when, right before you figured out you didn't have any sound. Um, and, I, and my first question to you is going to be, um, did, you, did you come into autos out of the gate, or did you have other, were you doing other breeding before that? No, I, I started off with photo period plants, I think like everybody. And then I'm from the Northeast and we have a real short summer and our grow season's terrible. So whenever all the hype came out for auto flowers, I kind of jumped on board, but they were lackluster to say the least right. from the beginning. They were like, they're terrible. So small, uh, small, small. from there, it was just kind of a challenge to try to find something that was worthwhile of keeping. Mm -hmm. And what, um, well, I, I guess probably my first cross that I made was a diesel rider back in the day when Lowrider first exactly. came out. Right. You're in the Northeast. You well, had access to that. And that's like the classic. I think that was almost like the, um, you know, that, that should have been a novelty plant on the side. And a lot of people didn't realize that. And they went in like full steam with that as their sort of base for a lot of different, I mean, there's a whole bunch of different <laughs> Lowrider crosses. And it was like literally picking out like a midget 
right out of the gate and being like, yeah, that's my fucking breeding stock right there. Like a fucking two foot tall maximum yeah. plant, you know what I mean? With a single stock and no fucking life. And there's no, I was like, dude, this is terrible. Like whoever like worked with that, is, <laughs> there's, there's so much better out there. Yeah. So, no offense to anybody's short friends that you call them an just Yeah, don't use that I word. Know. We don't use that term. That's not the proper nomenclature. <laughs> people know what I mean though. They know what I mean. There's no, 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 uh, Nobody does not know. Yeah, they, they were lackluster to say the least, but I, I think that they've came a long way as far as yield and potency have come. So I think just a few guys putting in the work over the time and breeding them out to some really select photo period cuts that has brought them a long ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I was with James. I, I think it. it I was with James at his aha <clears throat> moment with Mephisto Genetics that day when we both walked in the way and went, oh. That's interesting. I mean, uh, but you were doing it more from. So you, but you're talking about outdoor plants too, right? So if you're going, if you're worried about the seasons and you're in north. You're yeah, still- it was it was definitely for uh, the seasons outdoors mm-hmm. in uh, Northeast Ohio and mm-hmm. then in Michigan. I'm, I, I live in the Cleveland area and the Detroit, Michigan area, and it's just uh, brutal. Yeah, it's cold up here all year <laughs> round, pretty much. So you got and then the rain and snow. You can't you can't beat it with mm-hmm. the frost. So uh, auto flowers seemed like a great option, but we found out pretty quick that they were terrible outdoors as well. Like they had to be. I feel like auto flowers are probably harder to grow than a photocated plant because you will get one shot and when that shot, if you miss the window to grow them correctly, then they're, they're just wasted money. Right. So, so let's, 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 let's figure that out right now, because that is the biggest, uh, issue. The most important part of the, of the, of the, you told me this, the most important part of uh, popping an auto is the first week and more so and, the and, first, and week the first three weeks, but the first, first week is critical. Let's yeah, the first somebody week on the phone who's critical. not a grower. Talk to them like like the non grower, so I could understand you. Oh come on! Now. Well, just there's, there's <laughs> a trick about autos. Like you, you can't you can't abuse them early. You can't. They have to be. They cannot get root bound at all yeah, from the get go. That's the number one. So I like to start mine in solo cups, but as soon as the plant pops out of the ground, yeah. it goes into three gallon pots. Like literally two days after it pops out of the ground, I put them in the solo cup just so they can the roots can kind of establish a little bit quicker in that area. Yeah. And then when they go into the three gallons, they, they kind of slow down and then they explode within that week. If you, if they get root bound or if you overfeed them at all or overwater them, if you cause any stress to that plant within the first two or three weeks, that is just a lost cause. Pretty much. You have to have everything on point as far as your whole system dialed in temperatures, pH, your new that, that, that plant is, is only going to be alive for 60 days. And so that, that was yeah, first weeks are a good portion of those 60 days. Yeah. Yes. So if, if you stun it within those 60 days, it, it's going to just, you're going to end up with something really tiny and it's not going to be worth your while with, uh, if you allow the root expansion, like I use air pots. So a lot of the air, it, they, they work great for, trimming the the roots or pruning the roots whatever the proper term is um, doesn't that doesn't that, isn't that uh, doesn't that trigger the plant real quick though i would imagine like once it, the roots start feeling that because that's what i feel like with with the autos is like you got to be really selective on your 
almost want to you want to grow it right into whatever you want to grow it into really if you can just because that's probably the safest but you know at the end of the day i, I use uh i use a cocoa medium and uh they they just you got to be really careful with them for that first three weeks once the first three weeks is over you can really crank up the lights and crank up the newts on the autos they can take up to like a thousand fifteen hundred ppms of newts right and uh they they roll pretty well um yeah, once i haven't had any of my strains lab tested which is one thing that i heard you guys talking about earlier and I, i've really got to get together with a company that i can do that with up here we're kind of lacking the uh, availability check out who the cookies use that's a good one. What's that? I said, check out the lab that the cookie family uses. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, I've heard so many bad things about the testing and just being a med patient in the state that I live in. It's, you see so many variations, and you know these guys are just being seeded, uh, to say the least. Like, they're, they're paying. <laughs> you can tell they're paying for high numbers. They, they, they just need a no national way. standard. They just need a national standard, and maybe that'll happen when federal happens. But I mean, it's, I've been told more than once. It's, it depends on the person reading the test, and it's just it, it's, yeah, it's for it's sure. Well, the problem is it's the money grab. Well, what about these autos? So the three weeks, I'm not feeding them for the first three weeks. I'm not feeding them. I'm, I'm taking care of them. I'm babying them like they're a baby. Yeah, it depends on your. It always depends on your medium, though, because yeah. if you're growing in cocoa, the yeah, cocoa exactly. has no nutrients in it, so you have to feed them from the beginning. And then, yeah. especially heavy on the calcium, because cocoa will bind calcium from the nutrients, at least in my experience. And yeah. any kind of deficiency from the beginning will destroy these plants. So a lot of Right. Um, so after that three weeks, then then what am I doing? So I'm, I'm, you you are popping them in solo cups. Then seriously, two days later, I'm putting them into my say soil. Yeah, yeah, three three days later, they go into a soil mix. I usually use either Roots Organic or a Fox Farm soil. Lately, I've been using uh, Royal Gold's Tuper as my that's my cocoa go to. I love that stuff. It it's uh it drains and dries out quick enough I could feed it. They're pretty much like hydro plants. They grow awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. And you're thinking like the, the, the light warrior for the, for the other stuff? Um, I'm using uh, the happy frog and uh, a 50-50 mix of happy frog and ocean forest. So I just I mix one bag to one bag. And uh, that's pretty much been my go-to kind of ghetto mix since I started growing out of flowers back in the day and it, it turned out to be one of them. I've tried side-by-sides with many other brands and that's always been my go-to and I use Mills Nutrients and I just follow their straight Mills up pays the bills. Their, right. and Mills pays the bills. You, man, you covered every, you covered every ghetto shit. you covered every ghetto uh, grow thing there possible pretty much. Like nailed it. Boom, boom, boom. Right down the line. Tuper, no, Mills. You're like, yeah, that's about right. I go, that's about right. But it all works. Like you said, it works. You know what I mean? You can't go against what, what works and what doesn't work. But at the end of the day, I think it's yeah, just it's, like you can make things complicated. I'm just kind of stuck with what worked. Yeah, and that's it's a good sort of standard, simple, easy easy access thing too, you know. And it's funny because it, like you can yeah. the, the biggest thing that you fuck up is usually it's usually human error. You know what I mean? Almost every time you come in, you overdo it. 
<laughs> you think you're doing good, but you're doing bad. You know what I mean? At that point, so yeah, so. just find something simple to follow and what works for you. Everybody's gonna have to figure out their own regimen that they follow that's gonna work for them because each individual goal is different. That's the main problem is that when people ask how do you do this or how do you do that, if they're if you're you gotta if they're not following the exact thing Carefully. that you use. Yeah, then it's, everything's going to be different. There's too many variables with how do you do this, like this, yeah. the lighting and everything. It's just come comes down to too many variables. I, I hope that. Uh, well, I think also it depends on the kind of grower on. you are too, because some growers like are constantly chasing the rainbow of the next greatest thing, and then they're always changing it out. And I've been totally guilty of that for a long time, where I've just been like, all right, I'm doing this, and then fuck that, scrap all that bitch, and I'm starting over, I'm doing this, instead of, <laughs> no, and then no one, you know, and everyone around you, like, okay, he said, change it again, you know what I mean? And that's just kind of, you know, always thinking there's something better out there. And then there's some people who just stuck to the same thing, and I think there's a lot to be said by sticking to the same thing, because you, you don't ever really nail anything until, like, the third cycle. Usually is about the magic kind of run when you're like, oh, yeah, I get it now. And that's just across the board, I think. It doesn't matter who you are almost, because, like, the, it's just because the the room's never really ready until like it's like baking a making a pancake or something like the first that's pancake the thing that obsolete it, that obsolete had given me is that he always runs things three times before he gets rid of it and then he should have a dial yeah, and he's like, he tosses it and also from seeds from like uh, seeds you always notice it's different the first run to the second run to the third you know like they're a little bit different the first couple runs yeah especially with growing the auto flowers because they're all like each generation gets eventually better. And a lot of the auto flowers that have been released, you'll see that they'll say like S4, F4. And a lot of those need to be further progressed before they should have been released to the public, in my opinion, because that's just when they're starting to get stable and hold that recessive trait of an auto flower and actually flower as an auto flower. When you get farther down the line, they they really show a lot of the better traits mm -hmm. um, that tight, the dominant parent will have. Tighten up a bit at the end, pretty much. Yeah, it, it gets a a lot a lot better once you get down to like the S or the S. I'm I'm growing all feminized plants. All my plants are self, so S ones yeah. are. Uh, the S1s are still photoperiod plants. Those plants will still produce all photoperiod plants um, 100%, but they will shorten their yeah. growth cycle by 10% maybe. And then uh, the S2s, those ones are where you'll get start to get about 25% of your autoflowers. Mm -hmm. And from there, we'll start to create. That's We'll use the autoflowers to further the line. But... Um, as when you get to like the S eights, S nines, you'll start to get genetics that that's a lot of work. Really show through mm -hmm. to the um, like the parents actually show through. You can actually get terpenes and profiles that the parents display, and not the ruderalis overtaking everything. Because with those plants, it, it seems like. The genetics in the ruderalis plants seem to be strong. They they produce really crazy thick stems and stuff. And when, once you get further down that line, it it all gets a little bit nicer. Right. And, and yeah, the thing I would think that your autoflower don't they have a place like in places like Columbia, Adam, where 
if you planted, you know, just a regular photo period seeds, they'd they, instantly start to flower. I mean, that's do, what you sort of have to grow. They do. The only problem is a lot of the, the, the stuff that's auto flower tends to be like, it's about the mold issues down there. Right. So it's like they're, they tend to be quicker to like get straight into the, <laughs> straight into the mold issues out of the game. <laughs> right like, to the mold phase. <laughs> straight to mold instead of like, <laughs> yeah. And that's They've just, gone to plaid. Because they flower so early that they end up getting, and they're real low to the ground, you know what I mean? So usually, I mean, that is the, the problem with the, the, the classic. Uh, I'm sure there's, it's got its place, but it'd be better if it was like a longer, a longer flowering auto flower, if that was, is that possible? Or is it, because I mean, that seems to be the biggest thing about auto flowers is that they, Flower after the second week, third week, you know, you start to see flowering quick. That's the. Is there any equatorial? I, I think that long it, flower, any equatorial auto flowers in a sense of like, hundred, you know, long. I've flower. seen auto flowers that would take that wouldn't start flowering until maybe the fifth or sixth week, and they they've getting they're getting a little bit bigger on the edge, but it just depends on maybe the starting parents. A lot of the real heavy sativa plants that I've worked with, some of those plants get a lot bigger mm. than the real short indicas do. And they, and they will grow a lot, lot longer. I've had some that will go 110 days instead of 60. Like, um, geez, well, the, I think I grew up, it was auto blue mammoth from Barney's farm a long time ago when I first started. It was probably one of the, First, the one pancakes. of the longest auto flowering strains that ever was. It was like 160 days or something like that. It was just like, what the hell? It just stayed in the veg tent forever. But yeah, I don't even know if that counts. It was like OGKB. That's just like like never yeah. never ending flower. The never ending flower plant. The never ending flower. <laughs> yeah, it started the auto flower. You know, you didn't have to change the light cycle, but it just never quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's well. I mean. It wouldn't. I wouldn't want it to be anything longer than than a say a eighty eighty to ninety day plant, but definitely something a little longer with legs makes sense because a lot of the times when you're in those equatorial places, like you got stuff that's fire, but it just doesn't work because they they have to get a little bit behind it to make it work because it's uh, otherwise it just gets lost within the within the <laughs> the brush basically of the place, you know, because it's vigorous already. Um, I had places in South Africa that had problems with that. They needed long, long flower. Right on. So, um, so I'm on day 21. Okay, so I got my plant. I, I did. I, uh, I'm in soil, so I didn't feed it. I treated it like I didn't need it. I ignored it. Put it in the corner. Uh, so it's. I'm on day 21 now. Now what am I doing? Now you're switching to your flowering nutrients, and the first so I have, flowering I have, I have nutrients. I have my plant now. You won't have buds, but it'll be like, like it'll definitely starts. be showing presex. They they start to they don't just stop vegging and start budding. They will yeah. pretty much stretch as like a flower, like a photo period in flower for like the next three weeks. They're gonna continue to stretch all the way up until maybe the last couple weeks before they stop before they start to build before they finish. The last couple of weeks is when they'll finally find their home of their height. They 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 stretch for a long time and they veg while they bud. So day 21, you're going to be starting to see bud sites at your plants. And then from there, you're going to want to crank up your flowering newt regimen 
being whichever one you choose. Like, I, there's so many people who have so many different moods and systems that they use. And, and, and by crank up, we do week one or week two. Okay, not, don't go to week eight now. <laughs> Some people. And not in the first 21 days. Yep. Stay in the corner. The, from, from, uh, it's pretty much a really simple process. I, I follow the Mills simple as fuck process is what it's called. That's what they that's what they labeled the and it, it's literally just the A and B. You follow the flowering. I, I feed them heavy, probably fourteen hundred ppm's per feeding, all the way up until week eight nine. These, most of my plants are finishing around 65, 70 days. I just I keep them a little bit longer usually because I like a more sedating buzz. I guess I, don't, I, like, I like a little bit more amber trichomes on my buzz before I chop them down. Uh, mm -hmm. I five plus so, for a week. So week ten or week eleven, I'm harvesting. I'm, I'm hanging and putting them in the in the closet. Yeah, I, I hang everything I do. I hang dry. I, I um, and then trim dry as well. Full plant dry. And I've had way better. Twelve. That's what that. Yeah. But by week, by, by week eleven, by week twelve, I'm done. Yeah, that, that, they should be completely cured and ready to enjoy by week twelve. Not completely cured. Let's not push the issue there. That's <laughs> Dude, it takes me so long to trim. It takes me so long to trim that my shit's curing as it, like as we speak because I'm like fucking slow as fuck. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna be going into the next round before I'm even done. But it's okay. I like it like that. It's better, better slow than yeah. That slow and consistent. You know, that's the roughest part. Fuck it is, isn't it? I think it's the most underrated and lost art of the of the of the new chat industry is is dry time. People are like they harvest it and tweaks there, they got on the shelf. It's like, wait a minute, that's that wait, you can't fucking cut that shortcut. That's, that's well it depends. Right. If there's a shelf involved and you're in a in a in a, in a situation like that, <laughs> that's when it gets to the point where yeah. people don't give a fuck anymore. They're like, Oh, there's a shelf, that shit goes six days and it's already on there. Right. You're like, what? No. But uh if you're just doing it for yourself, like in the long run, if you can if you can keep it in a good stable environment, which is that's important. Like I just make the whole room like 55 and 50, about the same, about 55, 55 all the way along, you know, whatever temperature and maybe 45 for temperature. If you want to, you know, not go too, you don't have to go super cold. You just go cold enough and maybe that shade will just stay stable and you can trim it for months. I know, because I'm doing it. <laughs> it's fucking taking me months. So but then, like, but then, I mean, to, to really I'll, I'll come back and I'll be like, it's or got pop them. No, I mean, yeah, but if you keep it on the stem and the whole plant, like he's like like he's talking about, which is I think oh. the only only way to do it, it's weird. It, it stays perfect because that stem just holds everything together and kind of keeps it all like with with the candy wrappers on. You mean? Yeah, candy wrappers. In my environment here, humidity and the cold ass temperatures keep everything like a humidor, so it stays pretty nice once you get it to a certain point. As long as you don't have any mold issues, as long as you can keep that shit down, they'll hang for a while. Yeah, yeah it's kind of good. Like I feel like if you let it go longer, longer, it stabilizes and it stays good for for a long time. Whereas if you like try to like push it at all you know you seal it up too quick or you or you start putting it into, cut it off the stem just a little bit too fast 
then it's it's really not. Yeah. It's a different kind of plant. All of a sudden, it ruins it. it takes a, You just ruin your whole entire everything <laughs> that you worked for. If you cut it down, if you try to put it into an, mm-hmm. I believe the word is an anaerobic environment before there's the moisture content is right because it'll it'll like it just breeds just kills the flavors and the terpenes. It kills the smells, mm-hmm. leaves you with some shit smelling like grass or hay or something like that. You yes. see that? Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I had that with a lot of stuff that I, that I grew that was like, uh, uh, spongy sativa stuff that you could never get dry enough. Cause if you let it get to the point where it was dry enough, it was too dry in a way to almost like you go, it'd fall apart when it going to, so you'd always try to like somehow keep some of that moisture in and then that would just fuck it all up too. So it was like, it's very, it's an art to everything. I mean, you have to definitely fuck a bunch up along the way, but I, it's I, taken a lot of really like uh hands-on experimentation with that to get that mm-hmm. dialed in that's something that it's just everything that you're gonna if, for people that are starting out growing and if you're growing auto flowers it's the same as growing any point once you get done with it it's still you're still not done with it because you can still screw that shit all the way up and ruin your whole everything that you just worked for if you try to rush it and that, that's just Something that I think all of us oh, have yeah. kind of learned from the beginning. For sure. And, and the cool part is, like what I was saying earlier, is like if you can create an environment <laughs> that's pretty pretty rock solid um, and then work within that Fuck environment, it's a lot easier than trying to like jar everything up at the right time and be all – because I think that's where people fuck up. They'll They'll put all this energy into their grow, but they won't put enough energy into their dry room, which I think the dry room – is the most important kind of thing where you want to keep the humidity correct and the temperature correct and keep it all maintained. And it's like a big humidor in itself. And it's nice. It's nice when you have the, when you trim in the same place over and over again too, because it gets kind of seasoned (laughs) at that point. I think that people have a big misconception that every, that it's, it's easier because it's an auto flower or that it's going to go faster and all with any plant, you got to just take your time with it and figure out how it's going to react to your environment and make sure that you get what you're putting into it. What, like, um, what is the fastest one you have though? Even though we're talking about the longer flowering one, what's the fastest flowering one you have? Cause that is what a lot of people seven have. days. Pretty much. Um, 42. recent <laughs> right here. Recently I switched my lights from double ended high pressure sodium lights to the, to some new, full spectrum LEDs and it knocked probably 10 days off of my harvest time for the last two grows. So I'm waiting to check wow. this out and see if, it's true. see if that, I believe it. Cause I see that really, um, I see that if across it the board. stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. But, um, so before those super lights, what was yeah. the shortest flower? Um, 55, 56 days. And that was for, a strain that will probably be it. It's getting tested right now. It's going to be coming out. It's a cross between a black cherry punch and a South Bay Bessie auto that we created. The black cherry punch being from in-house genetics. So. Nice. Yeah. And I, so uh, I had like a forty-two. Want... I had like a forty-two to forty-five day flowering male thing, a like quicksilver male that I used to use. That I back in the day, that was like the fastest thing that I had, and. It was it was always impressive just because it was like that's it it was like 
you know, it was good weed, but it was impressive as far as just the fact that it was so fast. You know, I was like, what the, what is when going on? When did you flower that, Adam? What? Would you flip it? When did, that was, on, you said, yeah, it was five days. I know you don't do, do autos. So like, when did you flower that regular plant? That, well, that would be like a, say a four week veg or something like that, you know, something for average four to six weeks, depending on the plant. I always oh, go, four, eight, so my four, whole deal was, it was about 18. I just grew everything up to 18 inches and, and that was my whole rule of thumb in the back of the day. I was like 18 inches, flower it. So if it would grow in four weeks, I'd flower it. If it did in six weeks, I'd flower it. So, but Quicksilver. Was you could, good. you could probably, um, sorry for interrupting you. I, I'm breaking. My phone was kind of breaking up a little bit. I guess. Um, you are not. There's a, with the the auto flower S ones, when you create a new strain, if you when you cross a S one to a with a new photo period, the S one seeds that you get, those plants are going to be the exact replica of the photo period plants. Mm-hmm. Only they're going to flower, finish flowering maybe ten percent faster. So I'm not sure, but I'm pretty. I'm thinking that that's how like some of the early girls and stuff like that were created. But I know that they finish really fast. I've never timed them or tested them as far as releasing those any of those strains. And I, I don't um, personally grow them out. So that's not something that I've – I mean, I, I grow them out to cross them. But uh, as so, far as, like, large quantities, I haven't grow, grown them out so in, the, you know, so when you, full, full warehouse mode. But When you do the first initial cross, when you do that first initial cross um, – looking for the auto flowering sort of to, to, with that in mind do you do uh, so you have a ruderalis male that you're using as you're in the male position of that of that first initial cross or does that matter yeah with does the, that matter with the does it first matter initial cross. does it matter though if it goes male with, or female on that situation um i'm using a female ruderalis that okay. i've selected over time and just that i've kind of created I'm, I'm not using any males Currently, all my all my plants are okay, uh, created with feminized STS. The silver thiosulfate solution is mm-hmm. what I use to back cross or to revert plants. But uh, whenever you make that first initial cross for, with the auto flower to a photo period plant, that plant will be a super fast finishing version of that photo period plant. It will not auto flower. You have mm-hmm. to keep going continue yeah you have to continue breeding from the s1s you take once you continue the s1s you'll cross those together and continue down the line well like you were saying you said 10 percent on that first round and, and about s or about s9 it was looking like they were getting consistent so that makes a lot of sense because it's like you're knocking 10 percent off each time approximate give or take let's say and at, at the ninth they're, cross you're at that tipping point right where it's they're they're a stable plant and presentable by like S4, S5. And I've seen a bunch of companies selling seeds that are that at that stage. But my, my personal grows are all a lot farther off mm-hmm. down the line and the plants are just so much nicer. So that's, I'm kind of making sure that I'm only releasing stuff to the public that I would want in my own garden. I don't want to give people stuff that is that wouldn't get a fly high you know what i mean like well, i don't true. want to be slanging that boo-boo <laughs> right and also and also and also autos are real specific shit so i mean people are looking for something when they're when they're buying autos and if they're buying a lot of autos then they're really looking for consistency and that's something you got to 
work towards. You know what I mean? You can't. And yield. They look for yield. They look for yield. But, but... Yeah, definitely yield. If, you can't yield, yield, yield at no, hell no, not at all. I'll, I'll throw it out there and say it right now. I'm running HLG 650Rs, and I'm pulling two and a half to three per light. And it's they're, it's amazing. Like, there's no question. They they run all day, and I can compete with my f- friends' photos. And it, they perform amazing for where they're at today. It's awesome. Just, just so you know, on a, on a, if you live in California, uh, they charge you double the taxes if you have to pull tarps. Each time you pull the tarp, it's tax. And so if you run autos for the for the year, that's two to three times taxation to where uh, if you're in soil and no tarps, you just tax the right amount. So just a little tip for you. Oh, look at that, James Bean, man. Nuggets. I see the tips. Oh, nuggets. Oh, shit. Slow, slow on the nuggets. So let's talk about a couple of your strains, like the Bessie cake. Right on. That one was seven ten. Right at seven ten. Look at that timing. Timing, guys. Yeah, the the wedding cake. That's a cross with uh, Seed Junkie, major name in the game, of course. Every I, a lot of my strains are just a bunch of my buddies. All everybody wants all the hype gear, so I'm uh, everybody's bringing me hype cuts. So I got a really phenomenal cut of wedding cake from one of my buddies. They come from a seat pack of Seed Junkies gear and that we created the Bessie cake with it. And it is an absolute straight up concentrate maker's dream. It, it finishes in 60 days. I'm getting three and a half, well, three and a half to four ounces per plant. And my current setup in three gallon pots with the six fifties, like I was just talking about, but uh, that that's probably my favorite strain for just, all around anytime and uh and what is south bay bessie south bay bessie was created uh, it's been a work in the making since like i mentioned earlier back in the day when i started with the lowrider and it's eventually been crossed back and forth so many times to different people's gear and i'll give credit to mephisto you mentioned them when we first got on here um the last cross into South Bay Bessie was uh, an East Coast Sour Diesel uh, and a Tyrone Stomper. Then we crossed that to Chem 91, and that was then crossed to Mephisto's Creme de la Chem. It's just been a, a big Chem orgy because we, we, I love we love we love we love the we love the Kim all everybody up here in the east coast loves that gas and flavor so that that's been the, the, what we've been chasing mainly and uh I think it carries pretty much like the South Bay Bessie carries through strongly into all of our cuts that we currently have right now that are available it's just it's a real dominant pheno that comes out in pretty much every strain. Mm-hmm. Nice. Awesome. And for people out there, uh, you know, uh, I was against Alice to start with, like I said, they didn't yield. I thought they were weird. I wasn't down. I knew that Ruderalis existed, but I wasn't really, it just felt like a lot of people would be sustainable. But, um, I, and, and I, and I tell all the haters, cause I was a hater, uh, grow, buy a three pack, try it. Don't turn your whole crop into it. There's no reason to change what you're doing, but it doesn't hurt to throw a fucking one in your tent. Uh, me and Dan were in Portland, and we were at this uh, rec shop, our dispensary, or this uh, rec grow. We went in, and in their veg, they had they had one or two of them, I think, and they were fucking huge. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Me, me and Dan were both like, what are those? <laughs> like, oh, those are autos. 
Yeah, and so, those are Mephistos. Those are nice. uh, I think that once the the strains and everybody gets more availability, that with auto flowers you can really crank over your space and create a lot more harvest with your product, like with your plants, because they don't have to. You don't have to have separate rooms and veg time. They all they flower and veg at the same time, so you could turn. You so how, turn how, over how long do I want my my, my lights to be on in in, in eighteen to, or like eighteen hours, twenty hours? How how long do I want them on? You 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 can run lights twenty four hours and they'll they'll. But they'll flower no problem. I run my lights at 20 hours a day, four hours off, just to give them a little bit of downtime to cool off and kind of save so that little just, bit of, of course, energy. But of course, I'm just I'm just asking rookie questions of it, but I get emails that you guys all sent me in. But uh, if I if I turn the lights up 24 hours a day, does that get does that get more than if I just have them on for 18 or if I just have them on for uh, 20? Um. I haven't seen much of it. I have. Or really, I haven't really, really seen the other too way much around. of an increase by. Or the other way around. What about leaving them on? What about like? I think that I, sixteen compared to to twenty. Or have you noticed anything like where they? You have a you have a neg you have a negative sort of reaction to them like lower than a certain amount. Yeah, definitely, definitely, we'll start to get a negative reaction once you get down into the. Like I've put auto flowers in just a regular photo period room and flowered them at 12 12 and they they are they don't produce nothing like when you're under a they need a, a lot more light right a lot more time so they, under the so light they like and, that uh, they like the that 18 to 20 yeah yeah 18 is a, that's about the lowest that i would go personally gotcha cool uh, what about so? So one of my favorite strains this year, uh, name wise, was D's Runts. <laughs> you keep talking about the D's Runts, and then uh, who's then Runts? D's Runts. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a stab and a, a like a homage, paying homage to Welvin the Great. <laughs> you know, D's Nuts. So um, we crossed. That was a that was a special cut of a Runt strain that we got from one of my buddies in LA. And we crossed that to the South Bay Bessie, and it, it's a, an amazing, like it has a just an overall candy. It smells just like grape candy. I don't really know where the grape smells coming from, but it, it's an awesome flavor and smell profile. The grapes coming from these runs. But <laughs> <laughs> so we're all sold out on the site right now. You can add it to your uh, the waiting list, and then you'll be notified as soon as they come back in. Um, I have heard that the gear is en route. The pigeon has taken off, and so the pigeon lands. We'll post them, but uh, most likely Monday, Tuesday. Uh, <laughs> but add the waiting list on that on the site if you'd be so kind. And then we'll have uh, his first. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't expect them to sell out so fast when I booked the show, and uh, they sold out over the first weekend. So. Wow! Congrats. I, I appreciate people giving us give them a try, and uh, you know, ours um, are ours are something different. They're, they're they're a different strain to be for for a reason. You know, being Rio Alice is round because Rio Alice. So give it a try. But that's all I got. We got some really awesome strains coming out in the near future too. We, I'm going to be releasing a couple of new strains in the next month or so, and then um, I have a, a crazy list of 
plants that I'm crossing right now. I've just been I've been photo or pheno hunting probably like 70 different strains, so it's been a, a headache and a, a lovely headache at that. But yeah, lots coming around so the corner. We'll probably um, probably be definitely releasing some uh probably, special probably limited definitely edition sounds, stuff sounds like a, a winner <laughs> probably <laughs> that's right <laughs> definitely and uh the got the guys that seats here now have been more than over the they've been more than amazing to to work with those guys are by far the most professional people that i've dealt with and, and talked to period in this industry they re, anybody that i've reached out with with those guys has been nothing but great to deal with Wait, seeds here yeah, now? Yeah. That's who you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeds here. They're all right. Seedsherenow.com. Seeds here now. Yeah, those, those guys can't. All right. Anybody, I've, I've seen a few people questioning about payment forms or anything like that. Boom. I've sent in Boom. large orders. Point them out. Them. Slap them around. Exactly, man. The, the seeds here now, those, they're the... They're by far stand-up guys. You don't have to worry about anything with them guys. They'll get you your gear for sure. I appreciate that. And 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 he's he's new to the to coming out of the claw out of the grow room, so to say. But he's been doing autos for about ten years, so it's not anything. Wow. Yeah, I've been running autos exclusively for a long time with just trying to get them come up with a strain that is presentable because we still are trying to get for our, our growth cycle here in the Northeast, we don't have a long summer and it, it sucks to try to get a crop in. Most, most strains just won't finish or they, it's immature and it sucks. So it's a waste of time. And right. we're trying to get these things dialed in and it's almost happened to where they work perfectly indoors and outdoors now. So it's getting really come a long way. Well, please reach out to me because I know a couple of companies down in Columbia that could really utilize a strain that is perfected for down there because they don't know what to do. You know, if you follow the Rosenthal method, you fly a drone over it with a a strobe line. (laughs) But uh, there has to be a better way. And and it'll get you wholesale prices. There you go. Right on. We'll get everything set up through, uh, through the guys that seats here. Now I don't retail direct to anybody. Just so that everybody knows that everything is done through CT now, so I'd like to throw that out there. Those guys kick ass. So, cool, man, I appreciate. It. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for coming on for sure. And uh, we'll get. You Sorry back. about the technical difficulties, and I appreciate you guys having me, giving me a chance, and uh, no, a little bit nervous doing. It was my first time being on any podcast at all. I'm kind of technically retarded as far as that goes. <laughs> I'm like Alex Jones. I'm retarded. You know what I'm saying? But, it's one of you the know, uh, first I'm, of many. I'm hopefully. down to learn, and I'm here for all of that. So I appreciate you guys. Oh, for sure. Thank you. We'll definitely get you back on. We appreciate you. We got to get some of your auto flowers into the hands of Mike Denver, and when he gives it the sign off on it, then we know oh, it's something. Shit, we Mike. can do that. Something else. Check out his IG, Glass Reaper, or Gas Reaper. Sorry, he also blows glass, and he's pretty fucking talented at it. So. Um, one show at a time. One show at a time. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. See ya. You guys have Thanks. a great night, man. It was great talking with you guys. All right, man. Thanks. How do you turn this fucking thing off? God damn it. Push the off button. Oh, that was fun. 
What James is gone too? James is. Well, I was glad that he he asked the question about the lighting. James, you know. Yeah, he did. We're doing ads. I thought we were. I know. He doesn't want to do ads. He knows we just gave him one for free. Oh man, free! Nothing's free. Yeah, he get he get the whole segment. Because he's James Bean, man, on the scene. Of course, he gets the whole segment. Um, Fuck you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) He ruined my joke. (laughs) Who? Oh well. He keeps putting up the fucking fish, Dave Fish photo. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're not letting me see the feed on the the live feeds there, you prick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now I can turn it on because. uh, Yeah, you can turn it on because of New Millennium Nutrients. NewMillenniumNutrients.com, of course, these guys. Um, uh, Also, you can listen to uh, Jaron Head does his. does his grow speak it's called grow speak and it's on spotify if you want to check them out oh really uh, yeah if you want to see some more get some and it's good because they break down like he'll have a whole episode breaking down just one of their products so that's he's doing my job for him perfect nice uh but no you can uh, check them out uh like i said on spotify uh to get some more info but you can also go to newmillenniumnutrients.com check out their site check out the store finder calculator figure out Exactly what you need, um, size-wise. Oh yeah, look at that! Look at that! <laughs> look at that beauty, beauty. Um, but, but we'll save it. If we're gonna save it for, yeah, the, for the, okay. right, the right product line. Oh, geez. Yeah. You're stepping all over. They don't have any fish products in their things. I don't think nope. there's any fish. All no, right. no fish in these guys. Um, also, use the done deal if you go to their website and uh, get yourself some extra special treatment. I've heard some of some of our guys have contacted them and gotten just like. Got the right guy at the right day. Yeah, I think it's more of a contact rather than right in the done deal. <laughs> really, it's that variable. You can't write in nothing. Keep contacts, whatever. Uh, I don't. I don't think you can buy straight from the website. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, dude. Just contact. Oh. Say I need that done deal. Yeah, but they're giving. Well, then just hang up and call back and say, you know what, the other guy was nicer when I said done deal. Uh, yeah, they, they, <laughs> always, always. Yeah, but if you want to get just straight to the point, best edibles in the market. Best edibles in the market, and you're going to see a lot of them on the uh, 5280 challenge. Oh shit! Best gummies, best chocolates, best best mints, best dabs, best pens. They're fantastic company. Best best medically correct, so they have Incredibles, True Pura, Keek, Clear Creek extracts, Nove chocolates. Jesus. I mean, it's just quality through and through. Endless, endless. Gotta get endless, endless. They got a product for it, right? So they, 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 they have a full line of THC products available at every dispensary here in Colorado, consistent through and through. My fifty milligram gummy is the same always, and uh, their their CBD line, True Pura, is where you can enter the done deal at checkout, and you're gonna get twenty percent off your order. <laughs> Um, you really have to have their tincture scent. I'm telling you, they yeah. they don't specify for a person or a pet. It works for both. But my dog had a problem with her paws. They were red and inflamed. Nothing was working. I started giving her this CBD treatment with uh, just some, you know, uh, nice allergy chews from Chewy, and it went away in a week. She still has her paws, Adam. It's just the redness and swelling is gone. <laughs> that was funny. 
<laughs> what did I say? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> oh, this last week when her paws disappeared? That was, that was, that was crazy. You got to try the gummies, okay? I have two a day. We're using them for stocking this year. James Bean's back on the scene. Look at him. All hey, I just want to, to, to interrupt because that's what I do. But um, uh, David asked me how many sales, mm-hmm. uh, how many times people on code was used. Mm-hmm. So you used, uh, it was used 1,118 times. Generating thirty thousand dollars in sales. So oh, thank you guys. Us. That's look at us. Appreciate it. Nice dude. Fuck yeah. All all so straight to hookers. That. All straight to hookers in, in Mexico. Hookers and wealth. By the way, James, we need to discuss the new ad rates because now that we know our impact on your uh, site, yeah. our oh, ad rates. Yeah. Yeah. I want half. I want half. Too bad I have a five year contract <laughs> to have them done. Sorry, we'll have to renegotiate. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bean, thanks I want guys. Shout out to Chat Gang. Shout out to my That's crew. awesome, Thank by the way, man. Yeah. It was really good. Thanks, guys. All right, peace. Thank you. But you disappeared again. Oh, but before we got to go to him. Okay. Oh, we're gonna have to get him to buy a computer if if we did that amount of sales. We need some new equipment this. here. I didn't even know what's this going on over here. This is the Clear Creek extracts. Okay, and all new interesting. All new for them. You're gonna find them at all your dispensaries. They make shatter for the rec market, for the med market, live resin, cartridges, you name it. Cartridges. They have a product for you right now. Um, listen, it's just all about the quality. They've been around since the beginning. They're survivors in this industry. They make good products. But if you happen to be in Colorado Springs and you actually want to buy their products, that's one dispensary I know carries a lot of their products. Chocolates, gummies, mints. Go to Green Farms Med in Colorado Springs. And I'm telling you, the flower right now is 100% go-to Go to top shelf. Go to, He's go doing to. something that is uh, if you can grow organic, no-till soil, and I believe what did he say, Adam? Four years, right? Same soil. So mm-hmm. his his plant husbandry is second to none. He grows fantastic herb. He makes a rosin that looks like a clear sap. It is so fantastic. One to one. I was impressed. I was impressed with the density, though, on the some of this light last round, where you're just like, and, and you 100 know no PGRs and no bullshit, but like the shit was dense and totally like flavorful all the way through, and yeah, amazing all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's top top shelf. So listen, there. It, I don't normally I would say if you're in Colorado Springs, you have to stop by, but. There's a reason for you to go to Colorado Springs, and it's not just for the In-N-Out Burger. You go to Green Farms Med. You can use their online ordering system. You can follow Green Farms Med. They have several accounts on Instagram. Um, JW is doing something above and beyond growing cannabis. He's really good at it, so you got to give him a try if you're down there. Definitely. Um, Definitely. He uses Build-A-Soil products. 90% so you can, he said it, something like that. Close to 90% of his products come from our next 855-877-SOIL. Oh, look at him jumping in and stealing my thunder. Stealing, oh, it. <laughs> stealing my thunder. It's on the screen for him now. Oh, I know. Now he sees it. He's what? Like, I remember fucking the, the number. Sure. Yeah, right. I, I gave I'll him props for remembering a phone number once, and he, it's it's 18 months later. I still get shit for it. Yeah. Um, it. You were so impressed. You were so impressed. You were so impressed. So impressed that, that it was it was it was laughable. Mm-hmm. You should check out buildasoil.com. Check out buildasoil on Instagram. 
Definitely. And if you get, uh, if you live in Colorado or New Mexico, you get free shipping over 500 bucks. So yep. spend that money, buy a bunch of shit. Spend it there. I need to get some new stuff from them soon. So I'm looking forward to there it. There you go. Are you going to spend more than $500? It's going to get shipped free to you. I will. I guarantee you. I will. <laughs> Always do. But look at their website. So there's, there's more than just organic you can buy a dab rig off of their right website. i was gonna say look at the dab rig t-shirts what this does drugs take mark to lunch what does that say right there fifteen hundred dollars take mark to lunch yeah yeah sure um we have to talk to we have to talk to uh jeremy and see what they want to do for the uh for the 12 hour challenge. they got to do something they got, they got all day yeah man right at the warehouse oh we should do a tour and we need to do a tour on the show well, are we gonna do cooking a batch with two is well now, oh yeah. Now these now they to be home for a while and doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, so sure. Of course, we're gonna, of course, we're gonna. I think that's coming out of the gate with cooking the batch. <coughs> I just thought about that. Huh? I'm excited for that. That is probably the whole reason why most people are gonna watch the show because we can keep going back. He should just stay with us the entire twelve hours because I think he'll he should be part of the um, challenge. I think also. So, Absolutely. Okay, so there's another another challenge. Oh, and Soap Man's called in. He's gonna he he wants a challenge. Nice. So, some of you out there are talented enough to want to learn how to blow glass. So, you can go to patreon.com slash Hubbard Glass. You can either buy an $8, just a one off show. We we forgot to hype the done deal. Don't forget. Or buildasoil.com. Always mention the done deal. Oh, yes. Always. Knock a little bit more off. Knock it off. So you can, if you want, Knock if you want off. to really go nuts and be a glass blower for eighty bucks, mm-hmm. you're going to get all of his his uh, classes. Plus, he's going to send you every month. They're going to work on a little piece of glass. They're going to send it to you. So you wind up with a lot of different styles of glass in your collection. He's a fantastic glass blower. I'm looking forward to showing off what he sends us on unboxing day. That'll be real enjoyable. I mean, he he knows his shit. Okay, he so works so with. He'll, he'll be on the show next week, obviously. Then. Yeah, 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 and uh, he works with all the the companies. So he makes Puffco rigs, he makes Carter rig tops. He he knows his shit. I'm sure you'll see him for Source V vape soon. Um, so you go to Patreon.com/slash Hubbard Glass, mm-hmm. and you take a class. We love him. Gla- a glass. But if you're class. here in Colorado, a glass class. And you want to drink some really good coffee, you go to OzoCoffee.com. I had that Java one. That was dope. Enter done deal. Gonna get twenty percent off your order. The, the shit is fire. It is fantastic coffee. He listen. His his coffee beans that are sourced are like bred genetics in the cannabis world. They survive the test of time. They know what they're doing. The beans are shipped here locally or globally to, do, to the local roaster in Boulder. What, what you do notice though, like like. Um, because we all went for, I think, well, not all of us, because some people go for different things, but most of us all all went in the same sort of like THC sort of mentality of like high THC weed, e- coffee equals dark, and not equals like, you know, so it was always like dark, <laughs> heavy, bold, dark, boom, go for the coffee that's the strongest, and didn't necessarily have the most sophistication, and then you'd drink a nice coffee somewhere, and you'd be like, Shocked when you see the color of the beans. Like the first time, like I saw some properly roasted beans, it was like way different color than the the shit I was used to buying because I was used to buying sort of just commercial pestis, pesticide laden commercial bullshit. Which uh, yep, 
We don't I'm going to go a step further and say that if you're really into their coffee, mm-hmm. you probably ought to invest in a burr grinder from Costco. Burr. Not too expensive. Yes, sir. You know, grind it right on, right before you're going to drink it. Always. It's really worth the attention the same way you would, you wouldn't grind up all never, your herb gr- and then throw it pre- in a jar. No, never pre-grind your coffee. Girl. You know. Please. <clears throat> please. So you got to check out Ozo Coffee. A lot of great, I was going to say a lot of great strains, a lot of great beans going on. I mean, single origin. Great blends. I really like the Mocha Java, but right now I have Cozy Cabin Blend. I got the Eighth Wonder. We got to check out, right? I guess I just got that. Uh, that's. I like that one a lot. So that's the one they serve in the store. There's always Eighth Wonder and Isabel. Mm. Um, I believe Fridays, if you go to their Arapaho store, they're going to have a single origin, and they serve a single origin espresso at the roastery every day. So. You got to check them out. Great company, and, great and go, people. And going back one more space to Hubbard Glass, we're working on talking to him. Maybe tomorrow we'll find out the answer about our uh, big, done deal. Big glass. Big glass, less times. Like, so you don't get like a bunch of little tiny pieces of glass. You actually get like one proper thing in six months or whatever. You're, you decide to do like a five month, six month, eight month, yeah. whatever, whatever. And you get to watch the. I mean, I would hope that at that point you get to watch the videos too, right? At the same time, like sure, yes, of course. I believe so. So then you get two a two for bra, two for. See, that's your favorite. It's a double done deal. Oh, double done two for deal. That's... But if you happen to just wind up in Barcelona and you want to go to a really good cannabis club, yeah, you go to Treasure. Tell your cab driver take me to Treasure. Good coffee there too. Not not Ozo good. Ooh, we'll have to get some Ozo there. But close. Um, but still good coffee and obviously killer weed, killer hash, good people, nice art. PD will be on. Yep. Ask for, oh yeah, PD. Yeah. We'll be checking in with the guys at Treasurer in two weeks for the, uh, for the 12 hour marathon. I mean, that should work great because right when we start the show, it'll be pretty early for them. It'll be right out of the gate. At least it won't be 2 a.m. No, it'd be like, they'll just be getting up. It's midnight. Just getting up. Just getting up. Um, Just getting up. But yeah, definitely always. Ask for the done deal. Always use the done deal. You get free uh, membership, which is about 30, 30 euros right out of the gate. So I believe right now that's 3,000 US dollars. If you could, that's the exchange if rate. If you could get there to change it somehow magically, if you weren't, if we weren't like trapped in our island. <laughs> Actually, if you're going, I have some euros I would love traded right now because. It, it, it's a good rate. I'll take it. Yeah. Yes, But if sir. you're in Denver, Colorado Springs, or Pueblo, oh, and you want to try some of the most fire extract there is. In fact, they're available at every single dispensary in and Colorado. But they have a flagship stores in Denver, Pueblo, and Colorado Springs. And right now, there's Wait. a holiday sale going on until the no 24th, or all Ambrosia's $25 a gram, all Ambrosia Sugar's 22 a gram, and then they have some other great deals on carts and sugars, uh, bulk jars, uh, HTFSE oh, syringes, what? and the merchants and everything. So, yeah. No, I'm, I'm nervous. It's the ter- it's just the terps, just stuff that's in the Squirt carts, the terps. put into syringes. Oh, squirt the terps. Uh, but yes, the terms. Uh, they want me to let everyone know that they have a plentiful supply of GMO uh, ambrosia on the med side this weekend in Denver. So, well, there you go. Look at that. So messenger. then you got to mention Dundeal, and for the same twenty-five bucks, you, they're going to add a joint 
to infuse joint just for mentioning it, that you heard about him on the Adam Dunn show. And I spoke to, to Brent. They're putting together a little care package for us for uh, for the unboxing day and 5280 challenge of their... I don't, dude. He used he used like some science term with rosin, man. Science it was it was rosin. way out there. I don't, I'm totally spacing it right now because I went, oh my god, what is it? It's like synergistic separated rosin or something, man. But uh, he's gonna get us some. That, of that must be the I, rosin jam that I saw. What I saw, it was like a, it was like super white and buttery, but like it yeah. had like diamonds in it. It was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't believe it. It looked amazing. He's getting us a honey banana of that. So uh, I and, saw and it in he's the store today. And talk to us. It looked really good. So you gotta always mention that you heard about heard about apothecary extracts on the Adam Dunn show. Ask for the Dunn deal. They'll take real good care of you. You get your first gram for twenty five bucks in that infused joint. Burns forever. So get one. Yep, friends forever. But if you're home and you want to be an extraction expert. Go to extractcraft.com. Right, they have two versions, home and small business. It's the uh, the Ito Pro and the Source and Turbo. The, uh, the Source Turbo. Right, Adam. That's Not right, just sir. one button. What? Not a lot of bunch of buttons. One button. One push damn it. One damn button. One damn button. Does its thing. That's it. That's that's all your essential oils can make. Tinctures. Extracts from lavender. If you're growing herbs in your garden, wintertime, you want to make an extract, you can do it with extract craft. That's right. And Say something else. No, well, I was just gonna, just gonna do the old segue there, of course, and be like, well, <laughs> if you do that, what are you gonna? How need? how do I how do I uh, make an extract? How do I do that? I probably need um, let's see, a solvent maybe of some sort. There you go. A sol- Where would I get a solvent in these days? It's it's a pandemic. I, I need, I'm not going to be able to Deliver find a solvent. Deliver to your door, 420 extraction, extractor. Obviously done deal uh, when you order, but you can get them at any size. That's the nice part. You can get five gallon, 50 gallon. Do they really come in that thing that looks Tons. like booze? Yes. Really? <laughs> and you can look like a total boozer when you have like hundreds of those outside of your house. It's like, you're like holy shit, that guy is out of, his, clanking. out of his mind. Actually, you don't really need to go through that much because the thing is, it's totally when you use the. Um, you reuse it. Well, yeah, you reuse it. It comes back about 90, high 90s, like 96 to 98% return. And it's clean as it went in. You can run it about seven times, six or seven times, and then the polarity kind of gets like lost a little right. bit. And you start to lose. Uh, is there gluten in it or any GMOs? Absolutely not. <laughs> Look at you. Dark. See, I'm Captain. able to see it live right now. Is, is it available, available in bulk, bulk and wholesale? Or possibly wholesale? Possibly wholesale even. Just give them a fucking shout. What about shipping? Uh, well, let's ask. Across the world. <laughs> Around the world, my friend. But made right here in Colorado at Mystic uh, Mountain uh, Distillery. So check Larksburg. them out. In Larkspur, Colorado. Enter done deal. Enter done deal. But if you want fireweed, fire extracts, ambrosia, made processed by apothecary. Oh, look at that. Look at, is that Tropicana? I mean, their their grow is amazing right now. It their rosin like is amazing. Tropicana. You know, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the pens unless they're 14ers. The the little dart pod they have is convenient. 
It's flavorful. The Terp Profile passes. They make them in live resin and live rosin. It's fully stocked on the shelves. I think they have like 20 strains of flour right now. It's just fantastic products. They make it safe and simple. You go to 14erboulder.com. You click on pre-order. You fill out your cart. You press buy. You show up. You pay. You leave. It's quick and easy. You just tell them you're there. So if you like to dab rosin, I I am just, I'm telling you that I they, it's phenomenal. You talk about brains, they it's it's all white and fluffy, you know. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. So you go to Fourteen or Boulder. It's on Mapleton between Thirtieth and Twenty Eighth in Boulder. Just tell them you you heard about them on the Adam Dunn show. There's no discount other than just knowing that they exist. If you didn't shop there before, they're another reason to come to Boulder. Great stuff. Yes, and they sell a strain with my face on it. I'm very proud of it. It's fantastic. The only thing that matters is that uh, you have a good experience, and they'll make sure you do. So go to 14yearboulder.com and have some fun. But then there's fish shit, like fish shit. And don't put that fucking... (laughs) No, go right ahead, Mark. So listen, he makes... The fish get in line. He takes their diaper off. They're humanely treated. No fish are harmed. And he harvests their poop and he sends it to Adam in a jug. And he puts it on his plants. And they taste better. They grow better. What more do you need to know? What more? Right? What more? Yeah, what more do you need to know? So you go to to fish shit at at fish shit on Instagram or fishheadfarms.com. You enter done deal at checkout. It's our biggest done deal. It's 25% off. It's it it's fantastic stuff. And we're going to be giving away several five liter jugs um over the course of our 12 hour drink. You're gonna have to drink it. It's gonna be one of the things that you'll have to drink. <clears throat> like not drinking any of that shit. 30 mil. But again, Ooh. if you want to win. See, now people are paying like hundreds of dollars to get on Not that, that wheel. You want to win a five-liter bottle, just send us your depiction of a fish wearing a diaper, preferably with someone other than myself's face on it for next time. Adam would look nice on a fish. Mark would look nice on a fish. Nice on a fish. So you have lots of canvas to work with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It really is a great product. Tommy makes a great product. And you know something? His business is booming because his product works. So you go to fishheadfarms.com. And you ruined his life last week. You better be extra nice. I got to be extra nice to him. I fucked up. He fucked up big time. But he may be lurking around listening to make sure what you say right now. All of us have a rosin-filled rig this is how you clean it when you're done. <laughs> you like, go to terpwipes.com slash done deal, okay? Listen, that's important that you know this. And you can go to our website, and you can click on done deals, and you can see their logo, and you can click it. But in order, they don't have a, uh, a promo at the end where you enter done deal. The way you get the discount is you go to terpwipes.com slash done deal. I just bought these for my buddy in Arizona. Like, I just bought him a three-pack. I sent it down there. There like, you go. Yeah. 
on the done deal. Listen, good, they make great good, holiday gifts. That's a good um, stocking gift, stuffer, man. Definitely, because people don't get it stocking at first. Stocking stuffer. For the like, in your life. It's like mood mats, guys. When I first got the mood mats, everyone was You're like, just going to keep that thing rolling there. Turp wipes you paid for this time. They don't want to see me in a fish diaper. What are you going to do? Now, all of a sudden, it's like the standard. Everybody wants fucking... Yeah, everyone wants you in the thing. That's the new year. Rosendog said no. I don't know. Even the flower guys can use this, guys. You can. Like, it, it works to clean out your like bong bowls and all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it works it's very well. It's four times the size of a regular alcohol prep bongity, pad. Bongity, bongity, bong, bong, it, bong. For for the must have gift for the stoner in your life, just get them the monthly subscription. Yeah. Boom. Listen, they're gonna use it. That's a good. You're gonna feel good about it. You're gonna know it's not gonna go to waste. Mm-hmm. So you go to terpwipes.com slash done deal. Yep. Look at Adam. If it, you know, really, one should say that it's the, the Jedi Knight <laughs> level even, of the stoner that determines how well the pad you, is. Like when if you got, he can clean like, his bong, I clean the and his phone rig. sometimes because I have to get like all resin all over it when I'm sitting there trying to From like trimming, <laughs> trimming, and then yeah. touching my phone. Clean the tables. I'll grab like I'll do it. Clean all the little pieces off the fucking table. Cause that's obviously covered in resin. <laughs> Pretty much everything around me is covered in resin all the time. Yeah. So, turp wipes are good. Turp wipes are good. They're good. Keep it's good for fingertips too. Yeah. So, listen. You have a garden at home. You want to lamp it. You're a commercial grower. Lamp, lamp it. You're a home grower. Does listen? That comes from lighting class back in college. If you said bulb, you got thrown out of school. Okay, it's a lamp. All right. So you go to illuminarlighting.com. Mm-hmm. Who would you, you ask up for in? the done deal? Yep. You, you ask for the done deal if you're speaking with a rep or you enter done deal if you're ordering it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a discount. I don't know what that discount is. Now, see, now technically next week is the last Friday if you think about it, right? Isn't it? Isn't ooh. It? Right? It um, is. Yeah. Right. Yes, it is. So, are we doing the thing next Unboxing week? day. Let's do it next week on Unboxing Day. Okay, and then yeah. it's all, but then we'll give away, like, um, but then we're going to have some crazy giveaways during the fucking thing anyway. So, there you go. But yeah, that's cool. Okay. That's good. Let's do that. All right, so now you know, everybody. I thought it was going to be the week after because I was thinking it was like, oh, yeah. but the, No, that's January we're already. Doing, we're already doing it in January, technically. Well, no, no, wait. Know, wait a minute. Wait, you know, hold on a second. We're doing the 31st. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the last Friday. Do we want to give the Illuminar a light away on New Year's Eve? Probably. Okay. Yeah, then we have to make people listen to our show. I think it would be better the the light. to do it when there's less things going on. No. <laughs> what do you mean? We have to create. Wow, you sound like me, Mark. That's fine. You Whatever. Forgot, you hey, forgot. let's give away twelve lights. You forgot. Let's You're going to be have to be on the twelve lights of Christmas. On the twelve hours of the out of the show. I'm going to have to be. MTI fell asleep at the first, <laughs> and then the show went. Y'all are going to fall asleep. <laughs> DJC will fall asleep before me. I'll put money on that. It's okay. I, I would. I would probably not bet against Mark on that. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, I, I know. I know somebody. What at happened? least One person involved in that bet, and I'm pretty confident he's not going to be able to make it the whole time. It's going to be great. Nodding Who's off. that? I think it might be me. I'm pretty that. sure it might be me. It's funny. We had no, a guy I'm, pass yeah, out on me. sofa bed one it's time. Me. Yeah. So you go to illuminarlighting.com, <laughs> or you go to at illuminar on Instagram. He asked for the done deal. Um, I know personally that. 
commercial grows or meeting with the people at Illuminar. It is in use, deployed in Colorado. Um, their hash controller, the way you can daisy chain everything together, is something that commercial gardeners are really taking advantage of from both a grow and an efficiency standpoint. Okay. Efficiency is everything in growing. You can save pennies here and there. That's cost of goods overall. You save money. It means you can pass that savings on to your customers. And your business does really well. So you head to Illuminar. We're going to be giving away, what are we giving away there? Glasses that you can wear in grow rooms and the little gizmo that uh, mm. goes on your iPhone or your uh, just your cell phone so you can take pictures of your garden, right? We'll yep. have that, and maybe we'll even have an extra lamp too to give away. Who the hell knows? They, they, they oh, there's going to be all sorts of goofy, goofy stuff, stuff happening. And do we have to do seeds here now too? Oh, we have to have Mario right. check in. That's what we need to do now. That'll be there. Speaking of goofy action, there we go. <laughs> Mario in there. Mario, if you're listening, Mario, get ready. Get ready. Seedsherenow.com. Only got two weeks. Seedsherenow.com. Seedsherenow.com. Yes, sir. Um, as you've as you've noticed, if you've been watching the show already, Seedsherenow.com brings you the best breeders. And uh, look, literally, if you go through their lineup, you're like, okay, this is pretty much all the all the people we've talked about on the show today. Uh, previous shows, many, many, many shows. James Bean, man on the scene, of course. Only brings the best to the table and also takes care of all his breeders and makes sure everybody gets uh, the recognition that they need, which is important. And he also guarantees all of his strains. If anything grown, or his, but anything sold through their company, that if there's any issues from them, they'll replace them. Just give them a heads up. And uh, you go to seedsherenow.com. Check out all the specials I got coming up now for the holidays. There's some Gas Reaper genetics on sale. Buy any one pack of three. Right uh, get a three pack of Autoflower Mix. No limit. No no limit. No limit. Ooh, see, no limit. I have that sample right there. I know. Right. Ready to rock. Um, yeah, check them out. And obviously done deal on checkout every time. That's right. For sure, and uh, for sure. So wait, no, we what? we got to do the. Uh, What's up? The I I promised the chat gang that whoever was the most voluminous, most uh, oh yeah, we're gonna do it. Gave the most input would yeah. get a free signed pack of rolling papers from you. What? So grab a pack of rolling papers and get ready to sign it for whoever's gonna win. Really. Just any old pack, like this one right here. Yep, there you go. There you go. Woo. I didn't specify. Not the ones that were ripped. The ones that are ripped. Or the oh, ones? yeah, the ones that are ripped. That's yeah. even yeah, more. Yeah, the ones that the are ones used. That are that so it shows that it was used. That's Just like Tommy Chong more. said, Does the, is there a little rolling paper yeah. cut out of the there, big there rolling paper? Yep, there is one right there. there. You go. There always is a cut. All right. Get the man a pen. Okay, Let's see. I am refreshing now. Yeah, what's going on? We're getting... Look at Buddha Boy got in with like three chats on the last page. Oh, wow. Okay, so Four. after the refresh in third place, Buddha Boy with 91 oh. chats. Oh, shit. Am I really signing on fucking paper? Yeah, we are. Okay. All right. And then we are. in second place, as the top chatter, 
MH23D00 Simple Seed with 112 oh, holy shit. chats today. Another out of the out of left field. Yep. Is that leaving Rosin Dogs right at the top again? Come on now. Rosin Dogs was at the mall today, so he wasn't able mall. to chat much. He wasn't able to chat too much. He, <laughs> so I think that affected his numbers. Are malls even open right now? It's somewhere he stated that dogs live. Dave hasn't been in like a wow. year now. All right. Mall. 286 that, days. That sounds illegal. And now, in first place, the top chatter with three more than the la- the second place, Olden Genetics with 115 chats. Oh, shit. Ooh. Yeah. Olden Day. Uh, Olden Genetics, send an email to uh, Dundeal okay. at AdamDunshow.com. Yeah. And uh, yeah. We'll get you all set up with. Oh, you're, oh you were telling him that. I guess. Yeah. I didn't even know she was on. I'm lost. Give me the fucking pen so I can do black on. Okay, I'm going to do my famous, the world famous Adam Dunn show style where it'll be black pen on a black piece of paper equaling more Ooh, black on black. More black on black. No, actually, I got a little After bit. After you do I that, bit, I can do a little here. Pull out one okay. rolling paper and sign the rolling paper and just fold it and put it back in. Oh, that's great. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even doing this, but no, that's fine. This As is I good. said, you would. These are the ones I use. Okay, so olden. Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. Already. I got it. I got it. Oh, see, now you got the smudge. Uh, I don't know. I got it. Right Tony right. Baloney says, I vow to never be in the top three. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, thank you as always. You're on a tight ship, brother. I try. Do you even do Illumina? I don't think we did Illumina properly. We did them. We did everybody. Is that proper? Yeah. It's time to go. All right. I wasn't sure. Okay. Well, let's see. Here here it says olden but goody. Right there. (laughs) Done. There we go. There we go. Olden but goody. Just so you know that it's the real deal when you get this. And I double and I spelled. I don't even see them in the chat. Oh, wait. There we go. I spelled butt like butthead. So that's. Fucked up, did that wrong. All right, there we go. And we're going to have somebody on in January that actually had his own talk show on television. Are we? It's kind of famous. Oh, yeah, I heard that. That was a good one. I like that. All right, there we go. Terrible. Impossible to read because it's black on black. The way we like to do stuff around here. That's Impossible the way we do things here at the Adam Dunn Show. There you go. You're winning big. Look at my little French manicure. Oh nice. Thank you, chat gang. You, you guys that? are the that best. Was bad. I have the worst. I have the worst. Like you don't even want to look. Yeah. Um, all good. Uh, shout out to the chat gang. Shout out to all the guests. Shout out to James Beanman on the scene. Shout out to everybody who is going to join us next week for the unboxing day on Saturday. On a Saturday show. Can you believe it? Saturday, Saturday show. Because I'm a word. I'm a loser. Saturday. I know. And it's you want to spend s- Christmas Day with your family, you fucker? No, you are disgusting. I'm the you worst. Are, I'm the scum of the earth. Them. You're going to kill them. I was trying to yeah. save your parents. I'm trying to save your family. Yeah. Look at you. You're out there to killing them. Well, That's Christmas not... Day, I'll be spending with my girlfriend's family. Oh, you're killing them. Yeah. Oh. Right. No. <laughs> That's okay then. Right. We're going to wow. be terrorizing them. Wow. All right. Uh, well, all right. Um, yeah. Sounds like a plan. So I'll see you guys next week for that. And then obviously get ready for uh, the New Year's Eve show. And if you want to be part of the New Year's Eve show, just contact us at the 
where Fusa Well, we really is. want you guys to be part of it. So anybody in the chat gang, we want we want you guys to be a part of it for at least the thirty minutes. Where everybody... I'll probably put it up on our thirty link tree. minutes. What do you think this is? I'm gonna like talk like seconds, dude. I'm like, hey, what's going on later? That's pretty much that's about well, as far yeah, as it's gonna they go. They get a half hour to go through the volume of people that maybe you're the last hour is like uh, the, I want to whoever survived in. with us can uh, come hang out or whatever. Oh yeah, but all I want right. you guys all to join in. On our 5280 challenge, make yourself a big, humongous oh, thing yeah. of edibles and just guesstimate. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, yeah. break it down to like a half a cookie, a whole cookie, like a whole cookie's a hundred, half a cookie's 50, quarter cookie's 25, right? That, that's pretty much good. something in that range. It doesn't matter if it's really, it could be 50, it could be three times the amount. It doesn't matter. But if you can hang Stay in with us. Stay within your level that if you, can you hang like in to with enjoy. Us. You, you can watch hang, us fucking be stupid. Hang with big boys. Come on. And the girls. Hang with big boys and big girls. But uh, don't even listen to Dave. Whatever you do. You got to write what mean? Number one thing you do. Look at this. Oh, no, we're definitely. And the thing is, the funny part about that, though, is even though we think it's going to be less, it's going to be more because you have less else to do except for that. That shit just going to go like straight to Straight straight to it. it. I I took some earlier during the show. I'll be twitching by the end of this. Yeah. Third time by the first. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be just the fucking way to turn the tables if you're the one fucking not <laughs> That'd be so funny. He's like, ah, I need uh, to I'm go. Like, I'm and done. then I have to fucking keep done. things going. But I I'm going to need help from Danko. But maybe and I'll Cushman. have my puppet by that time. And then we'll be talking. Then I don't have to be here for real. All right. I just have to kind of lay over there and wait. Vinny who gets to Vinny, I, operate Vinny, your puppet? I, I should operate your Vinny, puppet. I'll have Vinny do it or somebody. Yeah, it'll be great. Right. It's going to be great. So No, uh, but he's afraid of you. He won't make fun of you enough. The puppet has to make fun of you. No, I will still talk. I'll just be way over there somewhere, and I'll have a mic, and I'll just okay. lay on the ground. Uh, and I barely talk. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can just imitate <laughs> me <laughs> with the puppet. So I don't have to actually physically be there anymore. That's the backup plan. All right. All right. Uh, shout out to my beautiful CC and little Nick. Hold on. No peace. You you can get the hell out of here. No peace yet? You, no. you can leave if you want. I get to do my own shout out. I'm not going anywhere. Beautiful oh, we'll wife. See you later, dude. And oh, little no. Nick. And little Nick is at home with grandma. So, you know, we're chilling. Hi, Ace. And uh, shout out to, to MTI and shout out to you, Dave. Rasta Rob to Mel. Thank Rasta you. Rasta Rob and Mel. You almost forgot all, this, all the soldiers out there. Anyway, Rosen Dogs, Boo Boy, Andy, Mike, Denver, Andy, Mike Denver, Olden oh, yeah. Genetics. Yes, yeah, sir. Look at that. You're the proud new owner of a pack of rock papers that are half used, and a filter's been taken out. Amazing. I guess you can catch Next week, in. Adam will be signing a empty jar mm-hmm. of <laughs> what he just smoked out of. So it'll let's see be, who can probably, chat the most on Unboxing Day. Probably be this jar here. So, All right, guys. Uh, see you guys next week. Shout out, Rosen Dogs. At the mall, what the fuck is he doing? At the there? mall, I can't believe. At least that. he listened to the show. I know. At the, you should actually have it real obnoxiously loud on on your like, yeah. just, like walk around with it like you're. Whatever happened to our Home Depot update? We used to get calls from the Home Depot all the time. Check him out. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Maybe Peace call out. in next week. Peace. Peace. Out. <laughs>
We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it... Ganja. 